I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Girls hate pencils that are dicks too. Believe me. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. I've heard stories. <laughs> Never been called yeah, pencil asking dick. for a friend. Yes, yes. No, no, no. Asking for a friend. Right. <laughs> or, or needle dick. Needle dick. <laughs> yeah. What's that movie? Was it uh, uh, Deuce Bigelow? Male oh, dick. No, the Water Boy. <laughs> I think it was in Waterboy. He's like, needle dick, needle dick. Oh, yeah, needle dick. But, like, Deuce Bigelow, it was the cop that kept trying to bust him. He goes, check this out. And he zipped it on his pants. He goes, is this a problem? He had, like, a, he had a pencil-thin dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's not small. It's just thin. <laughs> what the hell? He said something to the effect like of, <laughs> if you painted it red and twisted it, it looked like a, a Twizzler or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie, I haven't seen that forever. I don't know why that line stuck with me so much. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even remember that one. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. This is episode 42, and I am your host, Paul, broadcasting out of Buffalo, New York. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Marco. Uh, Marco, I'm having this problem, though, that... Mm-hmm. I, I've been working at the cemetery here in Buffalo. Your and new job, yeah. Like, they keep bringing in dead bodies, and then they come back to life, and I got to kill them again. Whoa! And that I, I just don't know. I'm getting overwhelmed, man. Like, I just don't know what to do. I'm I'm fucking running out of bullets. I'm up all night. Like, it's uh. just it's just craziness. I don't, I don't know what to do about this. Well, that's that's a that's pretty awesome. But yeah, I, I can of. see the problem. Like, you're <laughs> you know you're getting kind of overrun there a little bit. But right. uh, you know, I know this guy, Dave Z. Okay. He, if, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's got a process that he takes bodies and sews them together as like one body. So maybe he can help you with that and kind of like minimize your numbers a little bit and maybe make a monster to fight the other ones. That'd be cool, too. Oh, sweet. Uh, what's going on, Dave? Do you have any suggestions for, you know, using your science to apply to my problem here? Buffalo water? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where you're located. I, it's Buffalo. I deny everything. I deny it all. I no clue. <laughs> no clue. It, <laughs> all right. No. All right. Fine. Well, anyways, you're screwed. Then I can't guess. help you. Although, although, <laughs> okay. Although, if, if there are any attractive females, mm-hmm. and oh. not just not 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 the not the one that's just ahead of credit that's underage. Right. I'm talking about the other one. Mm-hmm. If you can bring an attractive female, um, 
I'll, you know, I'll hang out with her after the dead or, or whatever. You just give her to me. You don't have to kill her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just I'll take Start her. selling them on eBay. Just, just watch out nope. for bites. I hear they like to bite. <laughs> right. That's okay. I'll yeah. Take uh, the bite. I don't mind. <laughs> but yeah. No, not from her. No. <laughs> so anyways, uh, we are actually not here to stop people that are raising from the grave and coming back to life. We are here to talk about Patchwork from 2015 and Cemetery Man from 1994. Yes. But before we get to those movies, we'll, let's talk a little bit more to our not-scientist, Dave Z. What's going on, buddy? Hey, hey. It's great to finally be here. I legit listen to every show that you guys have put out. Yeah, thank you. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, of course, absolutely. So um, I'm really happy to be here. So thanks for the invite. Yeah, no, I'm glad this this show's happening, man. I love it. Love it. I know. You know, it always, it, it took me a while. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Dave Z and I both live in the Buffalora area. That's a buffalo <laughs> for people yep. who are wondering what the fuck I was saying. It's because, <laughs> because in Cemetery Man, the city is Buffalo R.A., Buffalora, and I was obsessed with. Like, oh, it says Buffalo. Like, I don't know. Guys, that's the only note he took. Yeah. That's the whole movie. <laughs> that's the whole movie. It just <laughs> takes place in Buffalora. But uh, you and I have actually hung out a couple times in real life. Uh, I've actually come over and, yes. and fixed a couple of your sinks in your house because that's oh, nice. what I do for a living. And, yes, uh, and I'm, I'm challenged. <laughs> I'm, I'm challenged in every way, mechanically, uh, technologically. Yes, I'm yeah. no good at anything. It's a fact. Uh, so I had always had this idea that like we would get together and record something, but obviously it's just so hard with crazy schedules to not only just sit down and do this at your own home, but then to go somewhere else and try and do it. And then to try and incorporate Marco who doesn't live in the same city, obviously becomes a conflict. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it. The old fashioned, well, I guess not old fashioned way, but the modern fashioned way of talking over Skype. So here we are. Right. Right. Cause I mean, we could have crammed you both in your room there and you guys, you know, sharing mics like face to face. That would have been funny. (laughs) It'd be a better winter show. It'd be way too hot. (laughs) Yeah. A winter show. (laughs) We'll we'll save it for a winter show. Still, too hot for that there you go yeah right <laughs> but uh no it was always one of those things where i'm like oh man we got to get together because you and i actually met through me discovering your podcast through our previous guest christian who is a, a member of your show mm-hmm. um how yeah. how did you guys end up hooking up and and kind of getting that show going i know you were doing podcasts for a long time before the current exploding heads show yeah you know what it was just <laughs> It was just as simple as me being um, a listener of, of many podcasts. Wow. Because I've been driving. I don't drive as much now as I used to for work, but I, I, I have been driving for, for work for over five years now. Uh, so I have time to listen to podcasts, and I'm a horror addict, when it comes, so I'm always watching it, listening about it, everything. So um, it, was, <laughs> it was actually really easy for me because we were wrapping up Banana Laser, and I always wanted to have a show where I had so many ideas and I'm like, mm-hmm. what can I do? Cause I was never the showrunner. I was never the host. And it, it was hard. To, I, I just had too many ideas and banana laser was wrapping up and skeleton crew was wrapping up. And here I was, and I was, you know, I got to form my own show, but I can't do a lick. Like I said, I'm technologically challenged. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything <laughs> with a computer. I can't record. I can't edit or produce, nor do I have the patience to learn. So, sure. I knew that I had to find someone else that was good at it who was willing to work with me. So I, w- I was listening to TGIF 13, Christian show. Right. And aside from his personality, which, which immediately struck me, something else from a technical level, which I loved, which nobody does, but he had the presence of mind because TGIF 13, 
if you don't listen to what happens to be a a commentary show where you know most commentary shows even if they don't come with the video they are they last the duration of the movie so if it's Correct. a 90 minute movie you, you start right you start it you listen to a 90 minute podcast and they talk over the movie Correct. what mm-hmm. i liked about his show was that you could listen to his show without watching the movie and it, it's actually better that way it, it doesn't have to be a watch along because he had the presence of mind to edit stuff out yeah, he trims that, it down to like an hour and 10 minutes or something. Yes, he hmm, trims right. it. He, if there's dead air, he trims it out. If there's a joke that doesn't land or, or whatever, or just sure. a conversation that goes right, right. nowhere. He had the presence of mind to edit it out, where a lot of people that do those kind of shows just do not. And I I have the mind of a producer slash editor, just not the ability. So sure, sure. I, I picked up on that. I said, this guy, he cares about his product is the word i'm gonna use yeah but, yeah, you know, yeah it sounds well, pompous, the, but. That, that is a unique idea of how he does it because mm-hmm. it's it's basically oh. you're you're giving into the fact that this is going to be that podcast it's not it's not like like marco and i just did one of them which we did do the runtime format and we did like a whole countdown as right. in you know if you wanted to do this along with the movie and you could play it side by side and like listen to our commentary with it but i'm sure that exactly zero people have actually done that so like who has the time to sit down with whatever yeah, right. they're listening to a podcast and their tv and like sync all this bullshit up like no one has time for that <laughs> shit anyways like if it's not on a dvd no one's gonna do it you know Very it's not true, easy so. to do even if it comes if it comes with video that's one thing but right. even then you have to set aside the time to do it where most yes. people the mm-hmm. way i look at it they listen to podcasts on the go. They don't really sit yes, at yeah, home, yeah. Yeah, sit at work down. Or something, right. right. It's in the car 100%. or it's background yep. noise or it's mm-hmm. they're picking up around the house. It's in your earbuds. You know yes. what I mean? So I don't know the percentage of people that are going to sit and actually, you know, do the watch along style. So yeah. when I noticed that he was doing it, and the best thing about his show was that there are movies that I've seen so many times that I don't have to watch along. So when he's talking right, about right. a scene, I know what scene he's talking about. Yep. It's so, playing yeah, in your exactly. head. Exactly. Yeah, so I reached out to him. We were total strangers. I knew he lived close, which was good, Toronto, you know, and reached out to him and said, hey, this is what we're doing. I'm thinking about doing something a little more long form. Are you interested? And he listened to some of my stuff. He got back to me, and he's like, yeah. And then I reached out to Brandon, who also I, I only knew through limited conversation online, but I knew that he was a creative cat with a sense of humor because he was in the 22 shots of of, of horror um he was on their, their webpage, pardon me, their group page on Facebook a lot, and he was always starting up with games, and he was had clever ideas, and he was calling in, and he had a good personality. And I said, a guy like this, that's how I got started. I was really into the Skeleton Crew. I was a super fan. He's a super fan mm-hmm. of, the, of, the, of this show, but he's a creative cat, and he had the sense of humor. This is someone that I think might be good at this. So uh, I asked them both. They accepted. I got really lucky. We all got really lucky because we just kind of had natural chemistry, and it's just been great ever since. It's just been a lot of fun. We've had some bumps in the road recently, but we're sure, sure, we're recommitted, and we're gonna be focused. It's not easy. It's not easy having family and and work, right. and if Brandon has school on top of that and everything mm-hmm. else. We've all had some personal things over this past year that that have made uh getting watching movies and getting together kind of tough. So. It's not easy, yeah. you know. I don't know how some of these guys can do weekly shows. I mean, I tip my hat to them because I, I absolutely I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's also the way that you guys do. Like you'll cover multiple movies, and you'll spend more time on each movie. And 
I, I feel like in the example of a weekly show, if someone is doing an hour and 10 minute show and they're covering one movie and just right. talking about some other bullshit, that's one thing. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or even some other stuff uh, like what they just talk topically. It's not like, hey, this is our movie. But they just go like, hey, let's sit down and talk about, you know, whatever horror comedies or some other topic about horror. And they just bullshit for an hour. And that's that's the show. But right. mm-hmm. obviously something like what you guys do where. I was just listening to the last episode that you guys did with the three John Carpenter movies and the other bonus reviews that you do and everything else. So it's it's not. And then you got to watch these movies multiple times or like oh, yeah, take I do. <laughs> pretty good notes with them and stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> which that's something I learned from listening to you guys is like I most of the time will watch a movie twice unless I've seen mm-hmm. it a bunch of times within the past year. Then I feel like I can get away with watching it once, but. I, I try to watch it twice in that short period of time between recordings. So that's why sometimes we'll come out weekly, but then I'll have 10 days or 14 days or something. But when I have to do a show, that's basically the only movies I'm watching that week. So Yeah, 100%. I can't overload myself with extra movies. Like I was uh, channel surfing the other day through Netflix and Amazon stuff, and I wrote down a whole bunch of movies I wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, nah, I, I don't want to watch these because we're doing this podcast and I got these movies fresh in my mind right now. I'll wait till there's later. I know, it's, right, right? It's candy for later. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot to do because, yep. like, literally when I finish recording this tonight, I have to watch – today's Tuesday. I have to watch mm-hmm. one of the five movies that we're going to be covering on Saturday. <laughs> oh, so man. I have to cram oh, in man. five movies between now and yes. Saturday, yeah. okay? And now when that's done, I still have 12 more that I have to watch for the thing I'm doing with Duncan. And then – I have something else I right. got to record for the Watsy. Only one movie, which is why I started that show with Mr. Watson, because I knew it would mm-hmm. be easy again. He is so yeah, good yeah. at what he does that I knew all I had mm-hmm. to do was watch one movie and come up with a topic each show, and that watching one movie is cake. You know, so right. that's yeah. fine. ABC's yeah, yeah. A Hidden Horror is the other show. That is three movies. So that's that's what's hard is that it becomes overload, and then it's like, well, wait yeah, a yeah. minute. Uh, where's time for me just to, you know, put on a movie. That, just to watch a movie. Right, or watch one with my exactly. family. It's not always yeah. so easy. Like right now, I, today's discount day, so I could go to AMC for $5. I really want to see scary stories f- from the dark, but it's mm-hmm. not going to happen because, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. but it, it's okay. I enjoy it. I enjoy doing this with you guys, and I enjoy oh, doing yeah, what yeah. I do with Exploding Heads. So it's a sacrifice yeah. you mm-hmm. have to make, but it's you, you have to for find sure. a way to balance it out, and that's... That's the yeah. trick. And sometimes yes, yeah. it works and sometimes it doesn't. So I'm trying to find that, you know, I'm still trying to find it. How many years I've been doing this? But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know? right. Right. But, uh, how long roughly have you been doing podcasting like as a host or co-host or whatever? Well, let's see here. Jeez. Has it been at least five years now? I'm trying to think of when um, the first Banana Laser show came out because that was the first show I ever did. I want okay. I want to say that that was 2014. So and it was summertime, like July. So yeah, I'm gonna say it's it's either five or six years now. Man, nice. That, That's cool. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Time time has definitely uh, <laughs> flown by. I uh, I mm-hmm. just became a fan of the Skeleton Crew. That's how the whole thing got started. I knew Alex uh, for years. Right. We used to be uh, buddies online. Uh, we st- he started this Friday the Thirteenth website way back in 2004. And I was on there with him. And long story short, he started his podcast, you know, maybe, um, you know, six years after that started. And I started listening to his show. And then I was like, hey, this is great. This is what I always dreamed of. I, I think I could do mm-hmm. this and, and everything else. And 
and and then there you go. Then I started doing banana laser, and and here we are. Right. Yeah. Crazy, nice, man. Yeah, that's cool. Time has flown. Uh, I can tell you that. Wow. Sure, sure. Uh, no, it's funny. Like just because this is the first full time show that that I've ever done, and I know Marco has the the Star Wars show mm-hmm. as well, but uh, neither one of us have really branched out into doing other things. Like I do the different stuff with under the same like kind of under the same umbrella right. here but mm-hmm. uh, yeah i haven't really like branched out to do too much else there was something a little bit in in talks where a couple guys asked me to do something i always feel like one of these days they're gonna they're gonna call me up to the big leagues and the, the older <laughs> guys are gonna be like hey man you want to do a show with us <laughs> but uh, <laughs> i hope that i hope the guys so. that have been around longer yeah we're always but, hoping for uh, that <laughs> but no no i mean it's it's uh i think you know i just like doing what we do here for, for the fun sure. of it, obviously. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, one was some crazy that just happened. Okay, huh. check it out. I was trying to give a conclusive answer to the question of how long it's been. So I went on, I went on the Horrorphilia website, and for some reason I couldn't access episode one, but I went to episode two. Right now, okay. episode two. Uh, now, now to answer the first question, July first, two thousand thirteen, episode two came out. So it's been, it has been six years. Okay. It was two thousand thirteen. Wow. Uh, now at the very bottom of this thing, as I'm scrolling through it. It says, <laughs> hour, 59 minutes, zero seconds. Happy ending, Terror Dome, which is not what we used to do. And then it says, who will survive? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It, <laughs> I just funny. happened to read that. It said, who was will survive? Like a, yeah. Was that like oh, wow. a segment you guys used to do or something? Yeah, it was just called the Terror Dome. What we would do was, we back in those okay. days, we would talk about two movies. So on that particular show, we talked about Madman and House on Sorority Row. So what we okay. did is, at the end of that show, we would pit... The antagonist from Madman against the antagonist from House on Sorority ah. Row. We would discuss who would win in a fight, and it was called the Terror Dome. Yes. Gotcha. That's yeah. awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. That's a that's a good uh, a prelude too, or uh, a little yeah, right. Yeah, isn't there. that weird? I look and said, "Who will survive?" I'm like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. They said, "Who will survive?" You will be on this show. One day. <laughs> I know, right? right. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Man. So yeah. I know, right? Uh, I was gonna say that I ended up meeting you because of because of the exploding head show so kind of the same thing with christian where not that i had a show that i got him to start doing but i was just a fan of his podcast i i think right around the time that they were in the middle of of putting like when they had their most productive time of doing the show Mm -hmm. was when i started listening to podcasts and Mm -hmm. it was kind of the time that i started really getting like full-fledged into horror too so i just was like, you know what? I, I really am getting into horror and I love Friday the 13th stuff. I wonder if there's a podcast about Friday the 13th. And so I just searched and like, that was one of the first ones that came up on Podbean, I think, cause they were using it and it, yeah. uh, you know, it just, they promoted their own shit from within or whatever. So, uh, it came up and I started listening and then he was talking about like going to the Galleria mall uh. and like stuff in Ontario. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, this fucking guy lives around me. So I, I, just kind of reached out to him a little bit through that. And then he said that he was doing another show. So I checked that out. And then you were saying like that you lived in the same area. So that's when you and I started talking. Wow. So, so yeah, all because of basically all because of Jason. Yeah. That's why we're all hundred percent. And that's why, that's how I found Christian. Cause I'm such a Friday the 13th yeah. fanboy, And I've listened to the skeleton uh-huh. cruise episodes enough times. And I've listened to all the other shows and all the podcasts that have covered it so many times. I got to the point. I said, well, right. I, uh, it's still not enough. I want to see what else is out there for Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. 
I, I went in there and I, and I went to iTunes or whatever, and I th- and I typed in Friday the Thirteenth and horror and whatever, and and that that show came up, and that's I just happened to stumble upon yeah. TGIF thirteen, and and there you go, yeah. So Friday the Thirteenth, I know it's pretty dude, funny. That brings it back to everything. I never would have gotten into podcasting had it not been for Friday. Bringing people together, yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing that I credit with getting me back into horror was because I was doing all the action figure photography oh, yeah, at the time. That's right. mm-hmm. And I just I just had like a bunch of superhero and Star Wars shit and like stuff I was grifting off of my kid and and then from being on Instagram I was seeing all these these people that were lifetime horror fans and they had all this crazy Friday the thirteenth figures and I'm like, Man, those those look really fucking cool and they they look so good in outdoor settings like I like to do. I said, I I, I don't really remember the movies, I better go watch them all and immediately, you know, from from minute one just like fell in love with right. the whole thing all over again and just started consuming everything else horror that I could after that and now, you know, doing this. So awesome. Yeah. So it did, basically that's what I credit is getting me back into it as well. But uh yeah, it's kinda cool. And we had Christian on uh geez, it was like last well yeah, it was last June because he did our Pride Month episode. That's right. Yes. Last month last year. Um and I know he's been super busy, but I keep trying to I reach out to him every once in a while and just say hi to let him know that I'm still here. <laughs> so <laughs> <A little> wave. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I know he's been super busy lately. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh what do you guys have kind of coming up in the future that you can say or like kind of what's the plan with the show now and and now with this new show that you're doing with Watson how's the scheduling for that stuff going to go well we are trying to get back to like I said exploding heads is trying to get back to our regular two shows a month for for it was it was so we had so much stress going on for a little while we actually even came out and said hey we're only going to be monthly until the end of the year and I thought that would help things well uh you know things have have improved and and we're recommitted so we uh, we're gonna be putting out two shows a month. The next show we're gonna be putting out that we're recording this weekend is uh, the Ringu trilogy, the the original Japanese ones. Oh, yeah, cool. Ring mm-hmm. and, and Ring Two and um, Ring uh, nice. Zero, which is the prequel. So we're gonna be talking about that. A couple okay. other small ones that I can't remember what they were. And um, so we have all that. We're pretty much booked. Uh, all our shows are pretty much booked until let's see. At least the next five, and they're all like picks that, that people have picked for us on the Patreon. So it's okay. It's gone nice. so well. Uh, there, there's so many things that have been picked, but we have a lot, a lot going on. Offhand, I don't know, but I do know that we're doing the the Ringu trilogy next. So so that'll be fun. Yeah, nice. that'll be fun. And um, yeah, and the thing with with Wadzi is that that's just once a month. So that's perfect. So right. we, we try to record that the very, either the very end of, of one month or the very beginning of, of, you know, the next month so we can get it out early enough because we talk about all the releases for that month, you know, things that are coming out to the yes, theater yeah, right. and, you right. know, Blu-ray, etc. So we try to get a jump on that. So we're going to be talking about uh, Starry Eyes uh, on our next episode of that. So I'm looking forward to that because nice. we'll, we'll, cool. we'll get deep in wait. on that one. Cause that, yeah, I can't wait. I, I, I get so excited when it, when it dings on my feed. Your, the Watsi Party uh, podcast. I'm telling you, I'm like yeah. on it, listening to it. I pause it. I come back because you guys do a long podcast yes. on that one. Mm-hmm. And but but you know what? I I just don't think it's long. Oh, enough. thanks. Wow. <laughs> I really don't. I, I am yeah. like That's so engrossed nice. into it. I sit on. You know, I'll I'll listen to it at work, and then I have exciting. I'm excited to like get back to it. Like I got I'll, I I put it on pause. I got. I get excited, you know. It just, right, right. Well, and you guys do a good job with that one of breaking it up, so it's not. Yeah. Right. 
there's there's not like overlap of everything where say right. you were talking about one particular thing for way too long. Right. It's like mm-hmm. it gets old, so it's kind of these three different right. segments of what you guys are doing, and so that makes it because uh, like f- for me personally. I I love like the first and second part, but then a lot of times what I've been doing lately because I've been spoiling too many movies for myself is so like if I haven't seen a <laughs> right. movie, then I right, right. I will tend to skip that part of a podcast if possible. So like, like it's nice that you put that in, and then I can listen to a little bit of you guys talk about it at the beginning. Then when you really start to get into the movie, I'm like, all right, and I just shut it yep. off. And well, that's what we do. We do an after party and, and don't spoil it for there myself. There you go. Right? We so. we we mm-hmm. actually set out just to do that. We we even have the non-spoiler part, and then mm-hmm. the, we give we talk for a few yes, minutes right, yes. without because there's no two. I don't think there's any two people in podcasting that are more uptight about giving out spoilers or being spoiled than Watson and I. So. <laughs> I got very lucky there. I, again, I've been very fortunate with every, maybe sure. I just, I'll give myself a little credit because maybe I know how to select select the people. Because sure. I'm like, okay, Watson's Watson. Oh, yeah, Everyone yeah. knows that he, he's good at, at yeah. what he does. So that was easy for me. That was just yeah. me saying, yeah. hey, Watson's looking to stop Horror Corridor. And I, I, I you know what? <laughs> I have this idea of a three-act structure show that I've always wanted to do. And, and a two-man show, which I kind of right. missed mm-hmm. doing because that's how Banana Laser first started. So... I just reached out to him, took a shot. He took it, and I was like, "Okay, I have all these plans. That's that's my that's my deal. I'm the idea man. I got all these ideas constantly going. So I had this right, idea right. for the three act structure. So I said, "Hey, what do you think?" I had a pitch. I said, "You know." So there you go. You know. But yeah, the, yeah. the best thing about that is that when we do the the third act, we do that little short thing. We talk about the movie, but then then the the outro music plays. Then we go into the after party where it's all spoiler talk. So. That, that's yep, the idea. Right, yep. Get it out there so people can listen, get a little bit of an idea. If they haven't seen the movie, hear what we have to say, and then, then they can come back to it if they want to watch the movie. But that's, um, right, you know, right. I've, I've been very fortunate that everyone that I've ever reached out to has uh, pretty much said yes. So it's it's worked out. Yeah, yeah. Very well, cool. and he's, yeah. I mean, he's great, too. We we had yeah, him on yeah. the show before, and, and he and I talk on the side, and, and uh, you know, he's just, yeah. like, a good guy to have as a friend regardless of mm-hmm, podcasting certainly. or not so so yeah I, i've worked with like four four of the best nice. producers that there are if you listen to oh, banana yeah, yeah. laser matt was he was the wizard you know the, the stuff that we did on that show with the skits and everything else he worked tirelessly and alex too but those two guys alex for the skeleton crew mm-hmm. and then you know then i got get involved with with christian doing exploding heads and and uh, Watson for Watsy, and 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 that, then you got Jamie yeah. Jamie Sammons, who who is only new to it, and she's no slouch no slouch herself when it comes to ABCs. So I've been really right. fortunate that I haven't had to, you know, because I I hate to be picky, but I I am a little bit when it comes to listening to podcasts. I like to listen to stuff that's even if we're not professionals. I like it to. I'd rather have a, a show come out less frequently, but sound professional than a weekly show that does yeah. little to no editing or production. That's just me, you know? Sure. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. at least clean it up for sure. So yep. I appreciate all yep. that stuff. So I've, yeah. I've been very fortunate. Right. Well, and that's, I mean, as as someone that, that does do that for the show, it, it bothers mm. me as well if I listen to a show and you feel like they don't right. try that hard with it. Right. Um, even a lot of it, like I was telling, I was talking with, with Watson a little bit about doing post-production stuff and I said, you know, I don't have to like cut and do a whole lot because a lot of it you can just kind of do ahead of time by keeping the show going the way you want it to as well. Right. Just take a few notes here and there. But 
if you keep your show kind of on track and then fuck around in the breaks and fuck around the beginning and end or whatever, you know, it's it's a lot easier to have a cleaner, tight show. Um, and then I always tell everyone to f- learn how to use a truncate silence tool because that thing is gold. Oh, so I right heard. saves you yeah, so I've much heard time. That. That's good. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to. Yeah, uh, you don't really feel like you have to fill in dead space because the program will do it for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, all right. So to talk a little bit about our movies tonight here, um, just I guess anyone that listens to the show should know by now but in case you haven't these movies we will spoil them but we will just kind of bring them up a little bit here so this is continuing the idea that i had from episode 40 when we had andre on of what i've now dubbed as the list of semi randomness <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which is is a list of 40 movies that i collect and then i have people pick a number that corresponds with a movie on the list and and that's kind of how we choose the movie so it's all stuff that i've either seen or stuff that i want to see so therefore it should be good uh, which tonight we came up with a movie that i had seen and then one that i had been told by many people that i should see but had not uh, the one that i had not seen before was cemetery man and the one we had seen obviously was patchwork if anyone listens to the show long enough to know we interviewed the director of this Yes. Like over yeah. a year ago, too. So uh, so I had seen that one, had not seen Cemetery Man. Uh, what about you, Dave? Had you seen both of these before this or, or one of them? Or No, as a matter of fact, and this doesn't happen to me all that much, but when I listened to your guys' show and you spoke with uh, the director of uh, Tragedy Girls and Patchwork, uh, right. mm-hmm. I had not even... I wasn't even aware of this movie Patchwork somehow. I don't know how it got right. by me, because the year it came out, man, I, I've been trying so hard to be uh, not this year so much, but the last four mm-hmm. years I've been really on on the ball with everything that comes out. At least hearing about it, and maybe not watching right. it, but being aware of a horror movie that comes out, especially one that makes rounds where people do talk about it. Because Patchwork, right, right, right. it is somewhat known. So. Somehow it got by me, whatever. But I, I again, I've only I, the first time I heard of it was through your guys' show, and I remember like putting it in my back pocket, so to speak, saying, "You know what? Right. Mm. I got to check this yep. movie out. I really like." I have a lot of those. You know, yeah, and right, right. Just yeah. waiting to watch it, but just haven't had the time or hadn't gotten yeah. to it yet. Cemetery Man. This is probably the the fourth time I've seen it. So okay, yeah. What about you, Marco? Had you seen Cemetery Man before? No. Uh, okay. Nope. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, Cemetery Man. Well, this was my uh, it came out my senior year of high school, so I was not paying attention to anything <laughs> horror related because sure, sure. it was yeah. abs- to me that at the, I remember the '90s just being kind of crap with yep. stuff, and I probably wasn't into it and flew off my radar. But this is a this is a foreign film, right? This is uh um uh yes, I yeah, think it's Italian. Italian. It wouldn't have yeah, it wouldn't have made its rounds out here, especially back then when I was like 18, 17 years old. I would. Totally sure, missed sure. my radar, but even as getting older, um, no, I, I, the name always sounded familiar, especially when he told us we're gonna do see, uh, watch Cemetery Man. I'm like, yeah, that sounds familiar, but sure. No, as soon as I saw it, I was just like, where has this movie been? Yeah, but Patchwork, I, of course. Uh, you know, right. I uh, got to know that one through uh, Tyler McIntyre and 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 the show, of course. Right. Yeah, the Cemetery Man popped up on a few lists when I was putting this together of kind of like hidden gems. Mm-hmm. And then I also I had remembered that our other our our friend Darren Wilson had recommended this one or I think he had it on his podcast possibly. Mm-hmm. He'll probably correct me in the group if I was wrong, but <laughs> Great. Um th- then 
I know Duncan is a huge fan of this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Also, we had on the yeah. show, and and he he was um I was also a part of the the 90s series thing that that he was doing on podcast under the stairs but i was one of the adjuncticators or i don't know how you say that correctly whatever his word for like the secret side hidden judge people i was Ah, one of those guys right adjudicators i think you was calling Uh i forgot what he calls them adjudicators Uh, yeah (laughs) and he he was lobbying pretty hard for this movie but there was a couple other heavy hitters that came out in 94 right and i told him like hey man like i I want to help you out, but I've never actually seen this movie, so I can't make a pitch for right. it. And if the other two guys don't make a pitch for it, then I can't do anything. So <laughs> he's like, "Well, you right. just you got to see it, man. It's a fucking awesome movie. You got to see it." So he's not wrong. Like, All right, it's got. I'm like, it's got to be on the list. And then I told yeah. him that that Dave was. This is the funny part. I told him Dave was coming on the show, and he's and he's like, "Oh, well, Dave always picks great movies." And I go, "Well, the funny thing about that is, is he's going to have to pick <laughs> randomly." Right. Right. So we'll see what happens. And then you made the picks, and then I immediately messaged Duncan. I was like, "You're never going to believe this. You said Dave <laughs> makes great picks." And then you randomly selected the movie you told me that I have to see before any other movie. Wow. And and this other great movie. And he's like, oh, my God, that's awesome. (laughs) So So cool. He was was very excited to hear that as well. So (laughs) that's awesome. Nice. And I just listened to that show today. It just came out today. And truth be told. Okay. You know what I mean? I just listened to the episode today. And, um, yeah, he was brokenhearted. And it was funny because two guys (laughs) really, really loved it. And the other two guys just hated it. So it was, oh, yeah, so that, yeah. that's why right. I didn't make it. And What were the other big ones from 94? I can't well, remember. Well, it was weird because a lot of them, the ones that made it were Interview with a Vampire and, and uh, Night Watch, which mm. are both kind of shocking. And then the one that got voted in was The Crow. So it's like, it's weird <laughs> okay. because I've, I, I've never, I haven't seen the original Night Watch. I haven't seen Interview uh-huh. with a Vampire and I've I only seen either. The Crow one time and that was under duress. So to (laughs) me, they weren't really horror movies. Well, two of them weren't really horror movies, but I never saw them. So it's hard for me to say, but to me, they weren't at the time. I'm I'm with you, Marco. In 94, I graduated in 91, but still at that time, I was out of the genre after being balls deep in the genre for freaking 10 years, you know? So I fell out of it by this time and uh, I just wasn't watching it. And when those movies were advertised or whatever... They just didn't seem horror to me, so I, I mm-hmm. never saw them. Like I, it's funny because I legit I own the Blu-ray interview with the vampire because I got it on the cheap somehow. And um, yeah, yeah, you know I, I don't remember anything about the other one, but uh, yeah, it's just weird because I was definitely out of it at the, so I didn't see Cemetery Man when it first dropped. I didn't see it until right. like I don't know, maybe two thousand something. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, why don't we start with Cemetery Man here? Uh, Marco, do you want to synopsize this one or patchwork? Oof, yeah, I could do this one. I could try. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, man. Okay, uh, it's probably easier just to read the synopsis, but I'm going to try to do it my our yeah. way. Right? And it's just, so, I mean, just a basic synopsis. Yeah, yeah. So a guy, this guy works at um, a cemetery, and he's, far as we know, is the only cemetery that the dead uh, come back alive. And it's uh, it stayed at the beginning. Uh, the guy is kind of complacent in this uh, job that he's doing. Um, they call him the engineer, but he's not an engineer, right? He's like the keeper of the cemetery. And uh, yes. there really isn't no reason, rhyme or reason why this is happening, but 
seven days after they bury somebody at the beginning of the film, they come back to life and he has to re-kill them and bury them and keep it a secret. So nobody knows except for one guy that's actually funding this whole project and keeping it a secret for him. So uh, I, I guess so it doesn't cause panic in the streets or whatever the reason is. It's not really explained. Sure, um, sure. He has a sidekick with him who's like a mute kind of deal guy. It's almost like Hodor from Game of Thrones. He just says his own name or right, just right. says one word to the whole thing and just kind of a, a bumbling uh, sidekick guy. And it comes to a head when this movie where the dead just keep coming back and there's more of them, like kind of, get, kind of gets out of control. And then death comes, visits him and says, like, stop killing my people. These are my people. If you want to do something, kill the living. So... He kind of right. does this uh, thing. Do we know if it's in his head or not? Who knows? But he goes out there and he starts killing people. Um, not at really random. It's just that he's very confused. And, yes. uh, but again, he can't get caught because this guy keeps covering for him. There's like this whole thing. They need him to, to qualm the dead in this isolated area. And, of course, there's this woman interest that uh, uh, I'm just head over heels in love with. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> um, whew. So, so he tries to love this woman, but she keeps dying on him and returning in a different form that that's, he just likes trying to like kind of chase love at the same time, qualming death. And there's this love death thing going on, which is the real uh, title from this movie, right? Is Delamore de la Morte was love death. Right. Um, but they changed it to Cemetery Man, I guess, for American release. Um, so there's a very Edgar Allan Poe-esque vibe to this movie right there's like a it's very poetic it's it's you can't have love without death you can't have death without love and it's it's like right. this guy chasing this woman that he's you know trying to you know live forever with but at the same time he's got responsibility and he can't have her because she keeps dying and it's just a, it's all over the place so i'm so anxious to talk about this movie with you guys and and see where it goes my name is francesco della morte Weird name, isn't it? Francis of Death. Saint Francis of Death. I often thought of having it changed. Andre de la Morte would be nicer, for example. I'm the watchman of the Buffalora Cemetery. I don't know how the epidemic started. All I know is that some people, on the seventh night after their death, come back to life. I call them returners. <laughs> but frankly, I can't understand why they're so anxious to return. The only way to get rid of them once and for all is to split their heads open. Spade will do it, but a dum-dum bullet is best. Go and have a glass of wine. Yeah! Is this the beginning of an invasion? Does it happen in all cemeteries? Or is Buffalora just an exception? Who knows? And in the end, who cares? I'm just doing my job. Well, that's uh, my uh, my sort of take on it was that it's we're almost watching like a descent into madness of the main character. Yes, but it's I guess uh, hard to figure out exactly like is it because at one point he ends up being bit, which it's never one hundred percent clear that bites transfer the infection or not. Right. Um. That but. You know, is it because of that or is it just because he's losing his mind because of what he's doing or was mm -hmm. it all like kind of not real in the first place yeah. to some degree, too? So yeah. there's there's kind of an air of mystery about where the madness starts and where it, it ends. I, th I, I have feel a like, theory so. and we'll and we'll get into it. But, yes, I have a theory for later. Sure, sure. 
what do you? What is your sort of initial thought about this one, Dave? Hmm. You, you know, you got me thinking about uh, the madness and the descent. The thing is, maybe I miss something every time I watch it. And I mm-hmm. don't get me wrong; I do enjoy the film. But oh, sure. I always, again, when we're talking, you guys just might say something that's gonna, you know, that, that that's obvious <clears throat> that I never picked up on, but. Sure. For me, I always enjoy the the first act. I, yeah. I, the, it seems like there's a lot of action. The, the story is good. Uh, the gore right. throughout is great. I've always enjoyed the movie. Like I said earlier, this is like the third or the fourth time I watched it. The first time I watched yeah. it, it kind of blew me away. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But I will say this. Subsequent views, hey, I, I don't enjoy it as much as I used to. Every time I watch it, I... I think it, it runs a little too long for its own good. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I think it could be trimmed. And the third sure. act, it just seems to go places that it's, <laughs> it's so all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so strong in the in, yeah, in the first weird. half. Yeah, I think the first yeah. half is so strong, and I think it just goes places and slows down. But the way it ends, the first time I saw it, I was like, "Wow, what an yeah. ending! What's this mean?" And the more I watch it, and again, you guys may open my eyes to something here but the more i watch it the more it just seems to me like they just wanted to do that at the end just so people would say wow but i don't right. see anything that leads up to it i just think it's and i don't mean it to sound bad yeah, yeah. it's almost like a cop-out no, no, ending right. when you think yeah, about yeah. it you know yeah it's left under interpretation and you just kind of cut it to, it's almost like one of those movies we've done so much we'll just have them wake up from our dream at the end to tie it all in you know like uh uh, mm-hmm. something like oh it is what it is it you know it's left up to your interpretation blah blah, blah. Uh, and this is based on a book also so i'm very very curious to actually get the book and read it and mm. see um how you can hmm. marinate it more yeah I, I do feel like the ending is it's a little bit i don't know unearned if, if that's the right word or whatever go. but thank you yes but it it does feel like it kind of comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. like and i Again, guess i have a theory maybe that's for later, what makes so. that's what makes yeah. it more powerful or something is because the story yeah. was so like I, I feel like you're getting sucked into the story where you're like this is so believable but then you're like right. well wait but it's it's yeah. fucking zombies and it's all this craziness that's going on in the city so yeah maybe it is also not real right. um but there's definitely a, a shift from it's basically from the time when he ends up getting bit yeah and it's... and that's where i'm like is that where he starts to go crazy or was that just like part of his story and he already was crazy well, okay, so I'll get I'll get into a little bit of the theory of the descent a little bit here. So, okay, um, going through the movie, yes, we, we kind of established, like I said, the first act. He's the cemetery guy, and the dead come back to life, and he's killing them, placing them mm-hmm. back. Is is this big undercover thing? Um, this woman shows up uh, that's burying her husband, and she, and to this guy, he's she's the most beautiful, you know, woman he's ever laid eyes on, and he just like immediately falls in love with her, right? Um, and he kept he's just now his life just kind of goes into this obsession mode um when she comes back to visit the grave he's like constantly like or, or tries to like you know hey can i help you you know you're you're he doesn't want to leave her alone doesn't want her to let her escape um, sure he's infatuated yeah so he takes her to this what is it the monastery that uh oh the ossuary which i had to ossuary. look up what that meant huh. thank you that's why i totally just went to a different place on that because hold on i'll find uh, it <laughs> yeah thank talking. you um, well, he takes her to this place. She goes, you have one of these? He goes, yeah. It's in the, it's like this crypt thing and uh, full of skulls that he's been building, I guess, underground or whatever. So from that moment, she just turn, take like kind of does like a 180 
and almost like falls in love with love with him and like this is beautiful you're beautiful uh you know, make love to me on my dead husband's gravestone because I hide nothing from him. So, so they decide to do that. And the dead husband comes back and um, bites her, right? Well, she falls, I guess, asleep or in a coma or whatever. And he thinks that she's dead. So he buries her. All right. So I just want to kind of get that in there so, they, so everybody can, can know where we're at in here. When she comes here, I'll, back. I'll add in, I'll add in yeah. here with the ossuary. It's ossuary. a, yeah. it's basically a, a tomb or some kind of a storage place that is built to store skeletal remains when Got it. when space is like limited oh. or, or scarce so a lot of graves where you'll see like man those tombstones are real close together like how is there two fucking coffins like a lot of times it's just yeah yeah that's a spot and then they take and throw the skeletal remains in the basement somewhere wow just, like stacked up so so yeah. i'm so using that for my next D campaign but side note so that's what um, that is but <laughs> That one is especially gross, and she's very excited about this. Like, it's, yeah, it's flooded with water, and she's like, "Let me just jump in this standing <laughs> water in your basement." That seems pretty legit. Yeah, exactly. It, it, <laughs> it was cool though. It made me like her a little more because was cool. she was freaky. Oh yeah, yeah. You she know? was all into the, yeah, the death exactly. aspect. Yeah, but I'm gonna ask a death. question. Maybe you can help yeah, me yeah. with this. Okay. Uh, mm. In the beginning, it said not in the beginning. No, it is in the beginning. It says that after seven days they come back, and yeah, yeah. when this old man passes away. And, and and this beautiful young woman tells him that it, that, that it was her husband. And, and right. He says, how long has he been dead? And he said, two weeks. And he goes, oh, thank God. And then she goes like, what? Right. But anyway, right, right. okay, so we're, we're, the implication is, okay, he's not going to come back. Then he does. Mm-hmm. Are we ever told mm-hmm. why he comes back or not? Only, the only thing I could think of is two things. It's seven days when you're buried from in this cemetery, this ground for some reason, this cemetery, they come back in seven days. So he could have been dead before and then buried there and then seven days from this point. Maybe he didn't know that. But also later Mm. as the film progresses, they start coming back almost instantly. I mean, sometimes they're not even buried when they come back. So it's like this progression thing. And this all happens again. This all happens when death comes and warns them. And then everything just kind of like speeds up. It almost goes like out of control. So. With, with I, Paul just, saying, I just assumed he was triggered by her fucking the other guy. Yeah. And he was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the simple answer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can come back um, in this cemetery? <laughs> well, hey, I'm coming back. Here we go. Right. Get your hands up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I didn't want to, but you made me. Um. So when she when she um, supposedly died, he thinks she's di- you know, uh, dead and he buries her. Uh, she comes back and he kills her again. Okay, so... He was like, what the hell happened? So we come to find out that was the actual time. She didn't die from the bite. She died when she he killed her. And from Correct. that moment, that moment right there is when he actually killed her without killing the dead. This is when the death came to him. This is when everything started going haywire. This is when she came back as other people didn't know mm-hmm. him, but were drawn to him. Right. Um, identical, you know, same look, same person. But in his mind, that was her. And then the woman there was like, I don't know why I'm drawn to you. So this is like, a, like I said, a whole, you know, going off the rails and just kind of going nuts. But the moment he killed her, and he kind of mentioned this in the movie too, he goes, I actually killed the woman of my dreams. I killed my love because she wasn't dead. And then I thought she was a zombie and I killed her kind of deal. I killed her. The first time when her husband bit her, she wasn't really dead. When she woke up and I shot her, she was alive. I killed her. I killed the only woman I ever loved. 
I shot her with my eyes closed. Didn't aim for the head. That's why she came back. God, what an idiot. Now am I infected too? Will I be a returner when I die? Who knows if Nagi... No, poor Nagi. <laughs> He'd never have the guts to crush my skull with a shovel. Correct. Yeah, it's when he when he has to kill her after she comes back as the zombie and she bites him. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then he kills her again. Actually, Ganji kills her. Yes. Nagi. And he was like, you Nagi. son of a bitch. <laughs> or, or Nagi, Nagi, yeah. Yeah, Nagi, Nagi. Ganji. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his mind on the ganja over there as usual. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, you motherfucker, you killed her. And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> so yeah, like, no, it's just right, a weird right. thing how it's him and Nagi is the only ones that, that uh, are in this area and they're killing zombies and doing everything. Mm-hmm. And some some part of me thinks that the zombies weren't even real to Nagi. It was all in this guy's head because there's that scene where Nagi's watching TV and all the zombies around him and he's not even uh, reacting. He only reacts to... Uh, you know, yeah. The, well, the, he did one like f- one of them fell on his lap, and he like yeah. pushed the body off. Yeah, yeah he just pushed him so off. But maybe he's just seeing dead people. Maybe he's not seeing them as alive, and he thinks this other guy's right, nuts, right. and he's just helping him. So it could be all in his head. Like I said, yeah. A well, and that also ties directions. into the ending of what mm-hmm. his his interpretation or, or our interpretation of it, I guess, is really. Yeah. Um, I guess before we totally get to the ending, though, uh, the 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 real like highlight of this movie, besides the special effects, is just there's so many like goofy weird things that happen <laughs> and like off the wall zombie reminded stuff. Reminded me of like a New Zealand film. They really yeah. did. It started getting that dead alive area. A little right. bit. And the the and motorcycle yeah. zombie and all that. It was right. And the head the walking the head. just the floating head zombie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know I, I was it. like how does the head walking on its own? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it was like a little dog, you know. Yeah, it just started yeah, yeah. moving. Uh, he was awesome, yeah, the, the the Claudio on on his bike like he did they bury him on his bike? I know. Well, <laughs> you know, I thought that. Fly. Right, right. He comes back from the dead and he just flies out of the ground on his dirt bike. <laughs> you, yeah. you did see the bike on top of his casket at, at, at the funeral. So I was like, okay. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. That's something. Oh, okay. Why did the girl who who was freaking all scared, scarred up get an open casket? I don't know. That, yeah. that makes, that's the last know, person. That's the head back on. Yeah. That is sewer head back on, yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy things happening. The, the, to me, it's very Italian it has, you can see all the Italian oh, yeah, influence, yeah. the music. You can see a Gothic mm-hmm. influence for Absolutely. sure. You can see Argeno and Fulci in there and stuff like that. But then, yep. it's like you said, you do see a little bit of that, that New Zealand spin thrown in. So right. it's sure, it's sure. kind of a, it, it's unique in that way. It does have all that stuff going for it. Um, but at the end of the day, the, I don't understand. It's like they, the I, the rules don't have to be followed nor explained, especially right. in Italian films, because they have mm. their own, own rules. And, and uh, Michele Suave right. here, if that's how you pronounce the name, I, I never knew for sure. He was, he was, Pat, he was, you know, he hung out with uh, Argeno. He was on set with them. He, he, he's, he's learned from these, these Italian maestros. So I get that it right. doesn't have to make sense. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. I just, right. I don't know. I, I, I do enjoy the movie. I think it gets, it, this is my, my, the thing. I don't understand why it all becomes about infatuation, unless it's something I'm missing because it all ultimately mm-hmm. yeah, becomes yeah. about relationship. The, um, the guy, he yeah, gets, yeah. he gets obsessed with the girl who then becomes the head. Um, our lead gets obsessed with the other girl, which I understand why take a look at her. I get it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, sure. right. Yeah. And then the other girl, being obsessed with the motorcycle kid. It's all about this yeah. obsession or infatuation. And 
maybe yeah. there's and something. Nagi and the guy's relationship too. They're kind of obsessed with each other also. Yeah. Uh, you know, as caretakers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just think that there's maybe there's something I'm missing here in, in right, the plot right. or in the storytelling. I don't know. Like I said, there's a book, so yeah. I'm really curious to getting that book and mm-hmm. reading it because I'm, it is such a it's it's like poetry. You know, it is. It's one of those movies that they throw in there, and it's like, what did I just watch? And mm-hmm. I love it, yet I'm confused as hell. Yet certain parts can be like very linear and make sense to you, and be like, oh yeah, that's cookie cutter, blah blah blah. The characters were like perfect as far as the characters in the in the movie. I didn't. I wasn't confused on any one of them. The mayor. Uh, the girl that died that became the headless zombie, he was the mayor and he was trying to exploit her death to get reelected. It was very tropey in that in that sense. Um, even the the main character is this guy who's wasting his life doing this and but right. then there's that well, the, Shakespearean the lead, Edgar Allan Poe. The Poe-esque. female thing was was hard to figure out though. Because she just yeah, kept coming back as different exactly. people. So that was where it was like But only when yeah, yeah, it's just and he was upset. Yeah, it was just like a there, very Shakespearean when death comes visits him and tells him to like stop mm-hmm. killing the dead they're mine uh, kill the living if you have to kill him but kill him in the head. you know it's like weird and then right uh, right <laughs> so I think what I think this movie is is made to be like here's the movie and uh, tell me what you think and the guy goes the writer goes exactly to and and he right. goes to everybody down the line what did you think and it's totally different he goes exactly so mm-hmm. if you know is that a cop out yeah it could be you know. Right. So yeah, this this thing with the I don't even know. She has like three different names. I think she's credited as she. Is she? But the the lead woman, uh, like she keeps coming back. So she's the one that actually bites him when she comes back as a zombie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh cool. And I guess the the one other underlying story is that he's allegedly impotent. Is like something spread right. a, around town as a rumor. <laughs> but he can only get excited for this one woman. And so she comes back as a zombie. And he's like, all right, yeah, I'm ready to go again. Yeah. And then she <laughs> sorry, there's she that scene up, in there. <laughs> that was just funny. Well, she ends up biting him. Yeah. And then they kill her. And then she comes back later as the new mayor's secretary. Yeah. And immediately she comes back and is like, oh, I'm in love with you, but I'm afraid of, of oh. dicks that can get hard because I've been traumatized. <laughs> so as long as your dick doesn't get hard, then we can be in love. And he's like, oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so he goes to get his dick cut off. But the guy's like, can I just give you a shot in the dick instead? Because I don't yeah. really want to cut it off. And he's like, OK, fine. Yeah, so then very he, uncomfortable scene. In a giant ahead. needle. Yeah. He, he, oh, right, oh, I know. Oh. And he's like screaming. That was yeah. a huge shot in the dick for oh. sure. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but is so then the the woman comes back to him and is like, I have a confession. The the mayor raped me, and then I realized that I liked it, so I now I like hard dicks, so I can't be with you anymore. And he's she like, what said, the fuck, bitch? He's a, I didn't like the violence part, but the penetration was exciting, and I yeah. loved it. She's like, so then we tried it again just to make sure that it was okay, and he convinced yeah. me that it was my fault. And I'm like, what the fuck is going right. on? <laughs> this is fucking horrible. I don't know how to say this, but... Mayor raped me. No. Wait. I liked it. Well, not the violence, no. But after that, uh, we did it again, nicely. So that uh, I'd forgive him and... It was wonderful. Understand? This means I'm cured. I don't have a phobia anymore. I can't marry you now. I'm going to marry him. That doesn't mean anything, though. I mean, nothing's changed between us. I still love you. You know that. 
I just love you in a different way. But you're important to me. He knows. I mean, about you and me. Oh, he's a wonderful man. He said he's happy we can be friends. We can still see each other. Nothing's changed. Everything's just as it was. Yeah, she's like, she convinced me, and now I'm getting married to him. I'm like, I, I guess that's how you meet women back then? I don't... I, I mean, it was it was the 90s. I, things were different. It is Italy. Uh, but then she came back again as one of the hitchhiker-type characters, and he thinks that she wants to, you know, have sex with them, and she's in love. Yeah, yeah. And she ends up being a prostitute, and then he just burns the whole brothel down. That's what I was, I was and, uh, and uh, laughing at. Yeah, because when he was having sex with her, and she, he's like, let's go again. She goes, already three times? You came three times already. He goes, well, I faked the last one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Just, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah she so, ended up being a prostitute, so of course she's going to agree. You know, She wanted paid, so she agreed to mm-hmm. love him, all that stuff. And the guy burns the place down and uh, kills him in the process. Right, right. Well, and that's where I, I feel like is that stuff in his head mm-hmm. like he's imagining he's, he's pr- projecting his own stuff into these people yes in some way shape or form yeah yeah um and i mean then obviously the, after the bite is when he goes crazy he goes to the city and he shoots the fucking guys making fun of him for having a limp dick and right he uh which by the way in the beginning when he first comes across those guys they're like well hello 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 and i was like i wonder if if christian saw this and that's where he got that shit from <laughs> <laughs> that's great well that guy might have stolen it from from andrew dice clay oh no i'm not not andrew dice yeah, clay right. i'm sorry i think it was robert england that said it in an andrew dice clay movie hello 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 oh, okay yeah, or, 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 hello, <laughs> hello, whatever it was that's funny yeah i gotta see what came out but first. yeah he he like that that was after he got bit i feel like was when it really ramped up yeah. to him becoming the violent one see, like he was infected and the dead was able to talk to him because he was yeah. dying or something well, that's interesting too because now you say that so it could be either he got bit and he was going nuts or at the point where he actually killed her and he blamed himself for killing the woman of his dreams and or sure, the second sure. time or first time or or whatever it was like he said i think it was like the first time she was dead then she came back as a zombie and then nagi killed her as a zombie so but he was re- sure. responsible and i thought Oh, there's the point of that mad of that uh, 180 or or that downward spiral kind of thing. Or you're right, right? It could be the bitten thing, and now we're experiencing through the character what, because you know we said we don't know if it's the bites turn you or not, but this could be this this whole uh, going crazy thing. Yeah, so I like, like a that. fever, even though you're not dying from it necessarily right, or something. Right. So he but. just becomes overly obsessed and just doing things and uh, goes right, out right. there and killing people. But in his mind, he's shooting them, but maybe he is actually killing them and eating them. Who knows what, uh, what uh, the transition is. And the, the last like really awesome part that at least I wanted to bring up before we talk about our theory of the ending. And I guess mm-hmm. we can you know kind of spin our theories of the ending into a rating, sort sure. of what, what we think of the movie and stuff. But... Yeah, yeah. The the scene it doesn't entirely make a lot of sense, but when he goes, it's just such an awesome scene when he's in the hospital at the end, and the guy Frank yeah. that took credit for his murderers as he thinks, yeah, is there, and he's just shooting the people when they come in, and he's got little like one liners he's saying between them or whatever. Like, oh, why is that nurse laying on the ground? She's sleeping, and then he shoots the other <laughs> person. Just, yeah. How come these people are both dead? Oh, it was a lovers' quarrel. And he's like, lovers' you don't quarrel. believe me? And they're like, no, I don't believe you. And he shoots her. Like, but. Yeah. Yeah, like that was, that was just such a, a crazy scene. And then the guy that he's confronting about this is supposedly his friend he was talking to on the phone at the time right. when he went out to go shoot the people. And the guy's like, I have no fucking idea who you are. And you're like, right. 
okay, is is this just more of him hallucinating things or yeah. projecting things onto other people? Like, did he literally just go into the hospital? But then on the way out, he runs into the, the police officer guy again. <laughs> yeah. who's like hey uh francesco good thing you got a gun you can protect yourself there's some maniac on the fourth floor shooting <laughs> yeah, people it's me <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like it was me yeah uh, <laughs> i love the fucking cop is always like hey look i i know you were there but uh, you definitely didn't do it because this other guy said that he did it he's like exactly. motherfucker he's the one covering up for him uh, uh this whole movie <laughs> Uh, cool. So I don't know. Was there any other uh, any other oh scenes or anything you guys wanted to bring up, or just like weird things that didn't make sense before we talk about the ending? Oh no, there's there's so much that doesn't make sense, and some that does. <laughs> you know, it's like it's one of those yeah, things. Yeah. Like we could talk about it and and analyze it, but it's like do yourself a favor, go watch this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. And, well, because uh, it. Yeah, at least the first half to two thirds is is totally like that Italian zombie movie kind of thing, mm-hmm. where it's mm-hmm. it's like a little bit charming and kind of silly, but also kind of scary and and creepy, and and has those Shakespearean Gothic Edgar Allan Poe kind of feels right. to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Yep, I'd like to give uh, a but, shout so out the, to, the, to that Grim Reaper guy, though. I'll tell you that. Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was cool. Awesome. Very cool. It was like all the all the papers kind of like came together oh, to make that. that was Very great. cool. Yeah, I did. Well, yeah, sen- yeah. The cinematography oh. was excellent. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the practical yes. effects, the people mm-hmm. coming back as zombies with sticks sticking out of their head and shit. Oh, mm-hmm. And then one kill with the, uh, when when he gets the, the, the crucifix shoved in the back of his head and it comes out of his mouth in the front. Oh, oh yeah. 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 And when he rips the head off, uh, you know, it gets ripped yes. off. Oh, that's great. The gore, that's fun. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, good, there's good kills. I wish it would have focused more on that stuff and maybe not try to right. have the, the plot go where it went. But I don't know. Again, maybe some people are watching this or some people have read the book and they can better right. explain what's going on here. I, I wish I was one of them. But I do like those blue floaters. Right. <laughs> those little blue floaty things. I love those friggin' yeah, things. Yeah, like, <laughs> again, another little subplot that was kind of thrown away in the movie. I know. I was like, what the hell yeah, are those things? Yeah, they're cool looking, though. I mean, once or twice you can see the string on it, but they, they're still cool looking. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, they are. They looked like uh, when when you leave your marshmallow yeah. in the fire for too long and it lights on yeah, fire. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like flaming marshmallows. Right. Yeah, with the flaming I was like, are we having s'mores again? or are we fucking? What's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Pay no attention to the lights. Focus. I know. <laughs> and and also, I, I would kick myself if I didn't point out that she had gigantic nipples. like Or areolas. <laughs> or Those are huge areolas. Whew. I have no complaints they were about any... No, no. When she first, <laughs> she first broke him out, and I was like, "Whoa, hey!" Yeah, no. I'm like, "All right, just, it yeah. just gives your eyes a minute to adjust. You gotta like." Yes, it was. Yes, exactly. Yeah. She's something else, though, man. What a woof. man. What a. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. yeah. I tell you, I yeah. can see why he he fell right away with her. He's like, "Whoa, the most beautiful mm-hmm. living woman he ever saw." I'm like, ah, I, I could buy that. I agree. Yeah, I could buy that. Oh. <laughs> right. I was I was looking to take sure. to Italy like right away. <laughs> <laughs> nice Anna Falci. I think uh, that was her name. I yeah. think so, yes. yeah. So the, this ending is pretty much that he's just trying to get out of town, and they go on this long road on this tunnel, and then they just kind of hit the end of the tunnel, come out into the sunlight, and the road ends, and it just drops off to nothing. Mm-hmm. And they have mm-hmm. this kind of realization that like, they're, the rest of the world doesn't exist, I think is what he says right? are, are his words, but... It's like, well, the rest of the world doesn't exist or this place doesn't exist and it's in someone's imagination. Uh, but the other interesting thing to me is it's it's hinted at earlier in the movie when Nagi is able to put the skull puzzle thing together. Right. 
and then he takes it apart real quick before Francesco sees that it is put together, and then he can't figure out how to do it. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, we hear Nagi talks very smart, and then he's like, oh. And we're like, wait, is is he the dumb one the whole time? And, mm-hmm. and Nagi is the smart one, and this is like his tale that he's made up in his head or something? Right, because he, he that says, was, that was I the thing that gave me pause. Can we go home now or something like that, right? Right, yeah. right. But yeah. it wouldn't make sense because so of what they do. Twist. You know what I'm saying? That's what I that's what I've thought about as it happened because right. if the if the other guy was the smart one, he wouldn't have wanted to have a head with him and it wouldn't be a young girl. You know what I mean? And right. There's there's nothing that supports anything as far as them. No, the places. only way the only way it does is if the entire thing is imagination. Right. Like, right from the minute that we start watching, it's this guy's imagination, and he's the the invalid, mute-type character well, my th- in the story. My and thing it's, is... It's, we're, it's an unreliable narrator. Right. Narr- narrator True. situation. Yeah. I immediately went to, as they're escaping, him and Nagi are going through the tunnel. They're, like, leaving everything behind them. And my thing is, they didn't stop. Or my, my immediately head went to, they drove off the cliff and died, but his, you know, they remained on the cliff as, like, hanging oh, on yeah. and escaping and then that transition where uh nagi arises because he was cutting on his head right when he goes you wouldn't even hit that bad and he, and nagi was passed out and he, he wakes up and he looks at him right and he says can i can we go home now and then the camera pans out and they're in a snow globe and i was like mm-hmm. they died right there and that's where they went off right, the cliff right. or went on the obscurity and their souls remained behind in this maybe magical land that they were stuck in purgatory maybe right some right. sort of yeah i like that that works revolving hell that they were kind of reliving or this guy was reliving the whole time and yeah so it's like yeah it, it just makes you think and then when you describe it to people you could come up with a million different endings and i love i kind of love those kind of movies that do make that that mm-hmm. make that leap you know yeah right right yeah I don't, I don't like to think that the entire thing is imagination right um the the funnier version to me is that the whole time that Nagi is actually like super smart and just not letting it on to right. him. Exactly. And then at the end, he's like, all right, I got to drop the bullshit now and <laughs> just be like, all right, can we just fucking go home? I'm, I'm tired of pretending that I can't talk. <laughs> that too. That too. He's like, this, this has gone too far. <laughs> you know? I can't explain why the road far. ends necessarily there, but right. unless it's something like the, the city had been quarantined or something and they busted off the only road out of town or something. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But. Like this could be a whole literal uh, thing that's going on again the cemetery in the city it's been overtaken so yeah they cut the roads off to all this that's a good thing too so right, my god right. this is like <laughs> this could be so many different things yep. sure definitely uh well i think it's fun to think about all that stuff for sure absolutely mm-hmm. um and then it like you mentioned it has the snow globe ending it reminds me yeah. of at the end right. of krampus <laughs> yes like yes did they have a merry christmas or no <laughs> So what's yeah. going on here? Right. Uh, cool. Well, why don't we go around and we can uh, give our uh, our rating, our final thoughts about this one here. Um, I can start out if you guys want. Sure. Um, I think my final thoughts are this, this movie is definitely a ton of fun. I agree. It could be a little shorter, although it never feels like it. It never feels like it lags. It just feels like it has a lot of mini storylines that kind of go on. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, the, the bus full of people got killed and then, oh, they're all zombies. And then 
the girl wants to fucking be reunited with her dirt bike boyfriend, and then <laughs> she turns right. into a zombie. Like, it just keeps going on and on with more and more people. Yeah. Right. And it's cool because you get more cannon fodder and more dead bodies and more zombies and shit. Um, and then it definitely takes a, a hard 180 and gets and gets real weird. Uh, but it never felt boring to me necessarily, and I was definitely engaged. And I really like what I saw. Like, I, I put this up to... It's right on the edge of, of something I would say that I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only thing that gives me a little pause of saying that I super love it. I don't, I don't know if that's like a subdivision of love. No, sure. Love. <laughs> There's a um, level. There's a level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, is the, the fact that it is kind of weird and it's kind of yeah. unexplained in a lot of places. And I know for the Italian style movie, like David said, that's that's sort of a normal thing. Right. Um, I'm not usually the, the hugest audience member of, of uh, Italians. Well, I don't know. Hugest audience member is a stupid way to say it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not usually the biggest fan of, of like those type of movies, but I do right. enjoy them. And I think this one feels it feels super 80s to me. But like you said, it has kind of that, that 90s added mm-hmm. to it a little bit. It's, it's definitely a crossover. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that the thing that, that Duncan had... If I'm, I can paraphrase because I don't know his exact quote, but he told me that he feels like it's like the last great Italian zombie movie that was made mm. of that style. And uh, I would have to uh, say that I, I, I'll put it at a love, like from where I'm rating it. I'll cool. say it's a love. Cool, cool, cool. Nice. Uh, what do you think, Marco? Yeah. Um, as soon as the end credit, as soon as the credits started rolling, I was like, fuck yeah, I love this movie. Right. <laughs> and then I had to like, and then I started playing it back in my head. Like, okay, what, 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 and question marks, question marks, question marks. I'm sitting there going, okay, I can't wait to record because I, I, I got to talk. I got to talk. You know, where, where's my people? And, uh, and then if, every time I described this movie to somebody as I was going through life and just, you know, meeting uh, or coming across me, I was like, hey, this movie, blah, 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 blah. And it was different every time. And so <laughs> that's what I was like. Yeah. Loving the fact that, okay, I got to get the book. I got to, I got to explore it more. Um, I'm putting this at a love. I love this movie. And again, if there is a certain level of it, right. But my initial mm-hmm. reaction, my initial response, and this being my first time watch, I'm loving it. I like the kind of artsy things. I love the open endness of it. left to interpretation. The pacing is a little bit off every once in a while. It can get a little too romantic and a little too lovey, but, um, for people like us who love like straight up horror movies, um, if this was a New Zealand movie, this would have been just like over the top, uh, goes to eleven, you know, ramping up the blood and guts and everything. But I think I think it was cool, man. Um, Jesus, it's just like I think I want to watch it a couple more times, get the book, and yeah. So I'm at a I'm at a good medium love for this right now. Nice. Uh, okay, what do you think, well Dave? I'll tell you when I first watched the very first time I watched it, I would be right next to you guys. I would say that I loved it. Right. I did love it the first time, mm-hmm. and like I said, this is like my third or fourth, and sometimes multiple mm-hmm. views raise a movie. Sometimes they lower it. it, it it's been lowered sure, for absolutely. me, but not not too far. I just I find myself checking out um, a few times, and I find myself um, the running time sometimes um, I notice it. And when I notice yeah. the running time, yeah. I can't say I love it. Because when I love a movie, I never once think about the the running time i just enjoy start to right, finish sure. it doesn't i never look at my watch or anything i find myself doing that with with each you know the subsequent views and, and this time right but sure, i still sure. appreciate it i still think it's a ton of fun i just wish some things were trimmed i'm not going to complain about the plot mm-hmm. and uh no explanation because like i said it's italian movies and we don't necessarily mm-hmm. need that and, and that's okay i'm right. used yeah, to yeah. It. but i i, I still right, right, say right. that uh I guess I really like it. 
I'll say that. So cool. That's cool. where I stand at this point. Like I said, it's it's new to yeah. us, so maybe like in uh, yeah, I guess yeah, like yeah, gaining it more, breaking it down, it could get into this this uh, category remains there, or it could be like yeah, that was mm-hmm. it, it was good, but but there's certain things that just kind of bring it to a, like I said, if a, a, um, I did, I, I I will admit I noticed the the runtime a couple times when I was kind of like. Uh, where are we going with this movie? Because it was all over, and it's it's like a mind fuck the first time you watch it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I could see how it would wear down. It's more of like like I feel like the the meat and potatoes of this movie is the effects and the gores and the kills, even like all the gunshots and stuff and the are cinematography, all practically yeah. done and, and really mm-hmm. well done. And so like that's the stuff that you ride high on this. But I feel right. like if you if you do keep watching it and the story and like the Right. The, oh, I'm I'm back in love with you, and let's <laughs> you know have let's start having sex again, and then like you know it it does meander in those in those senses. I feel like for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is like more of a party movie for sure. Yeah. All right. So yeah, and and I watched it twice, but the first time I was kind of like half paying attention, and then the second time right. I was fully paying attention. So it's like a one and a half watches now. <laughs> That's cool though. That's there you cool. go. Uh, Maybe you'll like it even more. It it, it happens sometimes. Other times. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's just weird. It's you know. Mm-hmm. I'm a bad judge with runtime too because I have such a weirdly short attention span. So even yeah. an hour and a half movie that I love, I'm like, how much longer is left in this thing? Ten minutes. Very okay, true. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah I just, that's true I, too. I just that's just like my personality of sitting still for too long is hard. So yeah. All uh, right. So why don't we take a quick break here? We'll come back to talk about patchwork. Oh, God. Death. Death. Death comes sweeping down, filthy death, the leering clown, death on wings, death by surprise, veiling evil from worldly eyes, death that's born as life succumbs, while death and love, two kindred drums, beat the time to judgment day, an actor in a passion play, without beginning, without end, evermore, amen.
I wanted to talk about. What's his name? Andre talking shit about found footage. Oh, that's great. I listened to it. Well, the thing is, because, only because I have my list. And when I got with Christian in the beginning of Exploding Heads, yeah. he said the same thing. I hate found footage. And I said, hold up. Hold up. I understand where you're coming yeah. from. I heard that many times. But I have a list here. I want you to watch all these movies. And then when you're done, tell me yeah, you still right. hate found footage. It's just a lot exactly. of people just aren't aware just like he said, he goes, I want to see a movie where they were from the killer, you know, the killer kills people from his perspective. And he's never seen one. And I could think mm-hmm. of about like five off the top of my head. He'd probably enjoy him. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. right. You know, yep. it, found footage gets this reputation because, you know, you know how things snowball, yeah. you know, someone says they suck yeah. and they're oh they suck. And then everybody gets on it and they're not even they're, they're only watching yeah, the yeah, shitty right, ones. Right. And they're it's like slashers. Right. I mean, you have, you know. Yep. Maybe a hundred great slashers and then a, a thousand really bad ones. It's it's the same yep. thing. Right, right. And that's the industry, right. right? They just oversaturate it and everybody thinks like, Oh, this you know, Hollywood is just milking it and they are. And then like, you know, Blair Witch came out and then a million other little found footage movies yep. came out after that and none of them can hit that magic again and it then it gets that reputation of, Oh, they're bad, but Yeah, yeah. The one that sold it for me was Savage Land. Oh, Savage Land love, is love probably my go-to found footage movie of all time. Oh, that was that was actually Dave's recommendation. The yeah. reason oh, that I watched it? that was because oh. because Dave told me to watch it, and then I told That's Marco right. to watch it. That's right. Oh, my God. Because that... it was one day, whatever, like, two, you know, a year and a half ago or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I put on Facebook, um, like, hey, I got some free time. Somebody I recommend remember. a movie that is on one of the streaming services that I don't have to pay nice. for. <laughs> and then and Dave was like, "Have you seen Savage Land? It's on Amazon Prime." And I was like, "Nope, watching it so right cool. now." So oh, good. good. I'm glad you guys yeah. like it. That's yeah. Oh my god. Great stuff. Yeah, yeah that was I a cool quite one. Enjoy it. That might even be that hit me took, so hard that it might even be on my like top fifteen list of movies of all time. Or well, or if you like that kind of found footage, like like the, the faux documentaries, I'll yeah. give you a list of those just in case yeah. there's some you haven't seen because that's that's like my favorite Please stuff, do. man. Yeah. I love it, yeah. especially when it can oh, get cool. when it when someone can walk in a room and not know that you're watching a horror movie and actually right. believe that this could actually be a, a real documentary. That sells it, and that's one of them that it could do. I mean, you know, when you get to the end, yeah. you're like, well, yep. maybe not, but still. Well, yeah, that, right. You exactly, yeah, but yeah. up the leading up to it was just so perfect. Oh, like, <laughs> I just I want those pictures. I actually oh. want those pictures of all the photo, you know, like kind of blown up and. and oh right, right. Yeah. Oh, oh Found man. photos. That's what's good about that movie. It's not found footage. It's actually found photos. Mm-hmm. Right. That's something different, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. It it's it was yeah, exactly yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, I I have one sort of similar to that that's on the list um, that I know Dave knows um, oh, the bay. Love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like it's it's in the same vein as as that style of. How about movie, Poughkeepsie like. tapes? Have you seen that one yet? Oh, I, I have not. not. No. Oh, yeah. Is that one good? <laughs> I'll have to add that. I'll add that one to Dude, the. Dude, my list wife too. legit thought it was like she was in the bathroom getting ready, putting on makeup, doing something, and she was in and out of the room, and mm-hmm. I was watching it, and she just legit thought that it was a documentary. She was like, "Oh my god!" And I I never told uh-huh. her it wasn't. So. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. You know? Still to yeah. this day, we will not go to Alabama. <laughs> Or whatever it's right. from. <laughs> That's a good one, though, man. That Poughkeepsie tapes is, it, it, it nice. feels like it's legit, you know? In Lake Mungo, have you seen that sure. one? Oh, Mm-mm. boy. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, did I see that one? I don't remember. There's too many, le- know, there's too many lake know. something. Right. I've, seen, I've seen that. Like, I've, I've heard of it and seen it everywhere, just have not yeah, watched I it. I recommend that one for sure. That's, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Let's see if I rated it on Ooh, IMDb. Oh. I, I, I don't rate everything... 
It's like I used to forget. Like now I do it all the time. I didn't mark that I watched it. I forget all the time. My my letterbox is so far behind. No, this one I didn't see. Ooh. I do keep up my letterbox, but I'll fall behind a few days, and then I gotta go back and I gotta check my search history to see what movies mm-hmm. I looked up. Because I always watch them up when I'm looking them to see like, hey, who is that guy, or like, what person worked on this, yep, or you know what I mean. I so too. I always look up shit when I'm when I'm watching a movie. Yeah, yeah, that's another one, man. Lake Mungo. Uh, there's there's some. You guys seen I the seen Den? I'm sure, right? Yeah. Yes, I saw that one. I haven't seen the Den. I no. saw it forever. How about Deborah ago. Logan? It's like the precursor to. Uh, no, that one is on the list though. I haven't seen that, but see I that? know that one. Taking yeah, the taking on Deborah Logan. That that's serious, man. Yeah. Okay, we are back to talk about our second movie, chosen semi-randomly by Dave, added to the list by me. Uh, this one I added to the list because we we had talked to Tyler McIntyre, but at the time it was more on the notoriety of Tragedy Girls, and we did talk a little bit about it. Right. Uh, but we had actually done a review with uh, the movie Tragedy Girls and never had fully officially talked about this one. So I thought, oh, I'll throw it on the list and see if it comes up. And it did. Love it. Yep. So I was excited to get back to checking this one out again. And I know that Dave said that this was now his first time getting to see it, but had heard of it because of that show. Um, right. Yeah. So I guess let me try to synopsize this one. It's pretty got- simple. It's, it's kind of a... a conglomeration of a few different older movies um it's it's basically like a frankenstein-ish movie with told through the eyes of three females who are frankenstein together and their consciousness is is withheld within this one body where they communicate together and so the the majority of the movie is these three women who are surgically put into one body seemingly against their will uh we'll get to that as uh (laughs) they're trying to figure out what happened to them, how to live their life. Can they be taken apart? Can they coexist? Like it's, it's a lot of kind of what are we going to do with this situation that's been thrust upon us? I hate this feeling. Skin crawling, bad breath, thirsty, hard to breathe. I feel puffy and gross. Am I? Arms heavy, splitting headache. I am so hungover. Oh, what happened last night? I hate waking up in a strange place. Okay, I was at the bar, and then I went home. Right? I can't remember. Oh, God. Here it comes. It's never been this bad before. It's gonna be a long day don't feel like myself. Where's my cell? Okay, new rule. No more crashing in strangers' basements. I can't see anything. Where is everything? Well, my ears won't stop ringing. I don't love a way to start 25. I can't fucking see anything. Okay, when I see my contacts in. I just wash them out of my face. I'm purse. Checking with work. Put on my sweats. Do a marathon of CS2 dress. Go home. Check on my dog. And then I'm going to find out what the fuck happened last night. What the fuck is this? Just talking. Go 
like I had said, I, I discovered this one because of seeing Tragedy Girls and then being like, what else has this guy done? And then right. I saw that he did this movie like a year before or two years before and went back. It was actually on Netflix at the time, too, so super easy to pull that down Yeah. and check it out. And yeah, it was a, a, a ton of fun. I know we shared it with a bunch of people on Legion. I know uh, Bo fell in love with this one, too, and he was yep. hyping it a lot at the time. So it was it was something cool that we kind of discovered and and was uh, just glad to get this opportunity to come back and watch it again. So I know that Marco is also a big fan of this, obviously, because we've talked yep. about it. But mm-hmm. I'd like to know what sort of your initial thoughts of this one, Dave. I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, nice. I don't know why I didn't think I was going to be into it that much. I guess maybe based on the premise, mm-hmm. I thought sure, it, sure. it might have been too goofy for me because I, I tend not to always... Um, I don't have a whole lot of love for when things, when horror movies are too goofy and yeah, right. when it goes to like full wolf cop territory. Yeah, it's just, it's just, <laughs> some right. people love it. Just yeah, not I my do, cup but of tea. I get that. Yeah, it's, it's just, got its place. It's got its place. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just really not my jam, and I find that the, the older I get, that the less I like it. I think maybe when I was a a kid, I was into it more, but it's just. You know, right. it's not my deal. I'm just not into the goofy stuff. I think that means I'm regressing because I like it more as I get older. <laughs> really? Hey. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's one I'm of the... going backwards. It's okay, dude. I like... The thing about me is everything I liked when I was a kid, I still like now, except maybe that. that that's like, That might be the only thing. Everything else... Sure, sure. It's yeah. true. I, I, I'm, I'm the same as I was when I was 16. I have all the yeah. same oh, yeah. interests. As long as it doesn't get into <laughs> trauma territory, I'm cool. Right. Yeah, when it gets a little too over the top. It yeah, that's does that's the stuff I gr- just a little bit gritting. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't even like. I can't even have fun with those movies. <laughs> but but horror comedies like this is a comedy, but it's not that far over to the to right. that trope yet. But the premise had me thinking maybe it was mm-hmm. going to be trauma ridiculous stuff like right, that. Right. Because when you when you hear what it's about, and I heard it a little bit on your guy's show, so I knew where it was mm-hmm. going to go, and I was like, eh. I don't know. Maybe it's going to... And I, I haven't seen Frankenhooker, so I can't say. The, the title <laughs> this, alone yeah. turns me off. So mm-hmm. I'm imagining yeah. like a Frankenhooker type thing, somebody being put together and this and that and all wobbly and just ridiculous and just playing don't for laughs. Don't watch Frankenhooker. Don't watch it. It'll yeah, ruin your whole... It'll ruin everything for you, but yeah. There go you go. I'll, I'll <laughs> my guns then. All right. Thank but you. But this yeah. movie, yeah, it was a pleasant surprise. It, it was well-written. Uh, the, the way the three characters bounced off each other, it, mm-hmm. it was really good. And, and the way they, the movie itself bounced around chapter style, you know, I really yes. liked that. The back and forth of it, it, it was, it was, I like storytelling like that. And mm-hmm. it, it kept, because of that, it kept me engaged throughout the whole thing. It was just like, you know, yeah. this is how we got here. This is how this character got here. This is what's going on. When at first I thought it was goofy, but when it got going and I accepted it for what it was, I, I really enjoyed it. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does do a lot of that kind of setting up things and then going back to show you how we got to that point. Yep. Which yep. some people don't like that. I, I do tend to like that stuff. Like I know, Dave, that you're a fan of the Saw franchise, mm-hmm. which yeah. relies mm-hmm. very heavily on that. And right. I'm actually a big fan of that myself. And some I love people it. go, yep. oh, it's so stupid. They go back and, and explain ah, everything cool. to you like you're dumb. And I'm like, yeah, that's, uh, hi, I'm over here. That's, I'm the guy that wants that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not proud. Right. <laughs> I'm the dummy. <laughs> and then they show you and I'm like, what? He was the killer the whole time? No way. <laughs> yeah. I still get surprised when I watch Saw. Oh, right. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I like how they, they bounce around and they go back and, and they show you each one of the three girls 
way of landing at this spot. So the I, I, in my synopsis, I didn't really explain what was going on, but we have these three different women who are not in any way connected with each other, yet somehow are all at the same bar at the same time. And through a series of events that follow up, they're leaving the bar. They all end up being abducted and, and thrown into this warehouse surgery facility by uh, a couple of sort of surgeon clone or surgeon crony guys. I don't know what you would call those guys. They're yeah. like the, the goon. Um, um, who's the, the guy? It's, it reminds me of uh, like in Friday the 13th, there's always the corner that's like eating. Right. It's like one of those kind of guys. That's what these guys remind me of. Yeah, yeah. The, um, which, I guess the, the surgical orderly goons, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which the one guy was uh, was Big Justin from yes. Green Room. Green Room. Exactly. I was like, yes. I was like, oh, Big Justin. I forgot he was in this. <laughs> oh, was he really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't realize it was him. That's cool. Uh, but no, it's so they, they kidnap these women and, and put them into the surgery, and then they're going backwards through their own recollection and, and, and retracing their steps, and so we get to see that happening. Yeah. And what I think is cool with this, too, is it throws a twist in where it could have just been these are three women like that had no nefarious plans or anything. And what we end up finding out is that one of them has yeah, yeah. nefarious it's, plans and is kind of behind the whole thing here. It wasn't for it wasn't um, purposeless. Right. Like the whole right, them right. coming together as a monster. It wasn't just like, oh, it was just some sick, twisted joke or, or a movie that has no background story to it. There was an actual purpose right, right. for them doing this, and that's the big twist. From yeah, one, one, of one, the of girls, the, so. one of the three girls is, is in on it. Yeah. Uh, but the strength of this movie definitely is these three women. And yeah, I do remember when, when we talked to Tyler that he had talked about how they didn't do as much originally. The, the idea wasn't to have as much of the three of them being in the same room talking and, and kind of circling around the room. Right. But it ended up working out in his favor. That was brilliant. Like it was just for, for budgetary reasons, it was cheaper to do it that way. Yeah. And it just worked and out. So yeah. It made it better. I feel like, I, um, do too. I don't know. Did, did you like the way that they would kind of switch into that mode, Dave, when they were in private? Absolutely. Yes. That, that's one of the, 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 the really good things about this film. Uh, and, yeah. and just like you said, with the reveal, uh, I didn't see that coming. So when that happened, uh, you know, knowing the characters, the way it was going, uh, mm-hmm. It was really cool, but but seeing the conflict between them and you mm-hmm. know that that's a worth they were they were all really written well uh, three different type of personalities yeah. and you see what's going sure. on here and the people on the outside don't really know but you know but yeah they did mm-hmm. it right they did it. something like that again with the premise it could have been really goofy and mm-hmm. it just or real straightforward yeah. right yeah and you don't want that either you want to have a little bit of fun with it how could you not right you know if you don't exactly. then, then you really drop the right. ball right but yeah yeah um well-written characters and uh you know at first you see the one and you think that she's uh, a real bitch you're like yeah you deserve not to have anybody come for your birthday and right know, right the, the way she's acting but she even by the end of the movie i ended up liking her you know, mm-hmm. it seems like she, yes, yeah. yeah, like she had a little character arc and they, that's, what's weird. The way you see the one, you think she's the one way and then you find out, well, she had these, you know, <laughs> she ended up being the one that was, uh, that was devious and this one was right. actually okay. And the other one was just what she was. She was just trying to have fun. I don't understand why a girl that looks like that has to be a butterfly and has to try to impress everybody. That's the only thing right, I don't yeah, get right. right? <laughs> a, a woman like that believe me i mean guys are coming yeah, yeah. To you you don't have to try hard to get noticed that's the one exactly. thing i don't get right, right whatever i mean some some people are just like that 
no matter how they look. Yeah, yeah. And it just works for the character, sure. for sure. Yes, it does. Well, the frat guys had to pick her up somehow, so... <laughs> <laughs> Right. True. Or she, oh, you know, guys. be uh, uh, agr- agreed to go to the frat guy's house, so she had to be that person looking for that action that night. I guess. True. But yeah, you're right. And you yeah. respect her because when push comes to shove, she yeah. she wants to walk. She's not like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna sleep with you with a, with someone exactly. recording. So <laughs> she does have. Oh, that's just Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> she actually is cool. She's like, okay, I'm not gonna yeah. lower myself to that. Yeah, I want attention, but not this way. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. And the, the frat guys, that was like the best, the best part of their, their rampage of the movie. Oh yeah. When they go and get revenge on the frat guys. Oh, that's great. And it's, it's funny because they, I feel like even before, I can't remember exactly how it lines up, but even before we get the reveal of the, of the, one of them is, is basically a killer or a serial killer or some kind of murderer. Mm-hmm. And that sort of bleeds into their personality because they are like, oh, yeah, let's just go kill someone to get answers. And then they kill someone and they're like, oh, that felt great. So it's like their personalities are bleeding together where you feel right. like the other two wouldn't be so okay with killing somebody. Right. But they now are very okay with it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love the, the frack guy scene is great. She just kind of rampages through, takes them all out. And then I love when she's confronting the guy. And the, you know, thinks that she's gonna get answers from him, and she's like, "Now say it." And he's like, "Say, say what? I love you." Yeah. She's like, "What?" And she's like, "I, I don't know what you want me to say." Yeah. She's like, "Say you're sorry." I swear, I swear I do not. Say it. Uh, I love you. What do you, what did you want me to say? Say you're sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. Are you kidding? I just, please, I swear to you, I will never do this again. Yeah. We know you won't. Come on, baby. Come on. But yeah, there's a lot of like just kind of silly dialogue stuff like that yeah. with the girls and with other characters. Um, we have um, the one, the one Weasley brother from yes, the Harry Potter movies. Really? Is the the yeah. kind of dork friend. Yeah. Jeez. Is Gareth uh, Gareth or Fred was... Weasley? Fred Weasley, I think he plays. Yeah. He played, one, uh, one of the twins. But yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, wow, yes. I didn't catch on that. With wow, I missed that too. I'm unreal. Wow, that's good. But yeah, he's like the med student. That's the yeah. the bitchy girl's friend. And yeah, then... he plays Garrett in the movie. Jerry, aka Garrett. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Yeah. She was calling him Jerry in the beginning. Oh yeah, Jerry. And then she said it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good. He's a good guy. You like that character too. You know. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and they they kind of drag him in because he's the one that they can trust. Right. So. Jen, what happened? Yeah, no. Do you remember anything? We were in a bar, yeah. That's where we woke up, where we saw you, Vic, that's right. And then, um, yeah, we woke up in an operating table in a warehouse. Like, just... Who did this to you? Duh, that's what we were trying to figure out, of course. So, what do you mean, we? Three of us. What do you mean the three of you? Who else is in there? Jennifer, Ellie, Madeline, God, why can't this guy keep up? I thought you said he was a doctor. I did. Well, maybe it's just a little bit slow. I'm, I'm still at medical school, but I obviously, obviously skipped the class on the whole reanimated beans. Are you okay in there? Do we really look that bad? Uh, no, 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 no. You look great. Um, it's just, it's incredible that you're still alive, you know? No, you're gonna help fix it, yes. First of all, you're gonna change this back, please, as soon as possible, yes. Look, 
Jennifer and company. I don't think that's realistic. What do you mean? What do you mean? What are you talking? What are you talking about? Guys, I'm really sorry, but I don't think it's possible. To be perfectly honest with you, it doesn't make any medical or scientific sense that you're even alive. There has to be something you can do. I'm really sorry, but I don't think there is. Given the massive tissue loss and the fact that this is fucking impossible, I'm sorry, but I think you're stuck like this. Hey, hey, don't go, don't go, don't go. Come on, I really want to help you here. What it? Look, why don't we go to hospital and I can get a second opinion? That's why I'll get the check then, shall I? And, uh, they definitely kind of screw him over because <laughs> where it ends up inevitably going for him, but right. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely pretty crazy. Um, no, I love him. I love the way the girls mix. And then even when they're talking to somebody else and they switch personalities, like when the girl is confronting the, the frat guy mm -hmm. and it just turns back into the blonde girl or right. You know, just in the moment they switch from being, I can't remember any of the girls' names. I can't believe I forgot them all, but the, the the short-haired girl is the one that plays the the Frankenstein character Jennifer and so yeah, yeah and so they switch yeah. from Jennifer to like Ellie. The other characters Ellie in, and in the Madeline yeah yes, Ellie's the blonde yep. the blonde one like the barfly that was playing the barfly barfly mm -hmm. for looking for attention and Madeline is the insecure uh, uh, person that was at the bar and real timid and everything but you know again it's, uh, it's full, also a serial killer yeah full spoiler alert you know she's the the one that um, caused this whole event to move forward because she went to right, right. the the dudes the 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 uh the reanimator guys in the basement or, or the in the little sh uh, shopping center uh yeah. <laughs> industrial park and had to surgically uh done to like pr be perfect and the so she got to pick um out Jen she picked out Jennifer and Ellie in real life and brought them back like these are the people I want I want her eyes her hair whatever whatever and the guy Frankenstein right, right. together but so and it, that's the twist of it ended that's up being great. that yeah, and then uh, in, in in the inner conflict, when the three girls, when we saw the three girls, they had the inner fighting when the, everything came revealed and they had a fight. <laughs> right, right. And they uh, lobotomized her inside her brain. So she I know, that's awesome. <laughs> so, you know, qualmed that serial killer in there because, again, one of them was a serial killer. <laughs> so yeah, which I, like, I love. After they do that, they're they're all standing there as the individual ones, and she's just drooling. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, they're like, well, we don't care about her. She's exactly. whatever. <laughs> you know what she is? She's like, she's like May after the... The the, uh, the slaughter. Have you guys seen the movie May? Angela Bettis. No, <gasps> no. I have oh not. man, you must. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, this uh, the I, I I don't know what the director said uh, when when you spoke with him. Uh, if you talked about influences, but to me, the two biggest influences are, are obviously Reanimator, which that's mm -hmm. you can see the green stuff and everything. Yeah, yeah. I think he even credited right. it in yeah. in the credits. There's like a, a shout out to oh. Stuart mm -hmm. Gordon oh, and stuff. Okay, so. well, Reanimator for certain, but for uh, but also underneath the surface is that movie May. It, it's definitely because in May it's all about okay. she collects body parts, but her she has a different uh, a reason for it. She's trying to create okay. a, a perfect person, not herself. Mm. She's trying to create. Right, somebody right. else to be a perfect person using their different parts so she has this gotcha. infatuation with parts and she, uh, by the end of the movie she goes on this um this rampage and she starts killing everybody but uh and there's even a thing about they talk about somebody's hands um she's like she's like fascinated over somebody's hands at one point in the movie 
Right. Oh, the the famous guy. I forget yes. his name. The drink was named after. Yeah, him. that's right. Tom something. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Do you want a drink?" They named it after me, and he's like, "Oh, really? What drink?" And the, the name that I just yeah, said. Right. Oh yeah. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Tom Blake. <laughs> Tom I'll get Blake. one Tom Blake, please. Yeah. Drink. What's your, what's your name? <laughs> It's Tom Blake. But that was a big Tom thing Blake. from May. She had a crush on the first guy oh, okay. that she crushed on gotcha. because of his hands. And she was all about his hands. Mm. And he ends up being the focal part okay. of the film. So I think that that was an, an I don't remember him things. saying that, but okay. it, it could very possibly be something that he had, you know, but taken some influence from for sure. Yeah, right. But um, And obviously the Frankenstein influence sure. and the mad scientist stuff, obviously, of, of just that era. Um, I love the scientist guy is great because... He's yeah. he's like um he's like confident, but then he's also like Nuts. weird and, and insecure <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, it, but he's just a great like kind of quirky goofball character. And then of course he has the best re- line of the whole movie, which at the very end when he's about to lose and he tells them to release the owl cat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's that, that's that's just what would happen if that happened to you know. I know exactly. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> Yeah. Fly, Archimedes, fly. Yeah. <laughs> and that just fucking flies away. That's awesome. Oh, hell. I was hoping it wouldn't come to this. Release the owl cat. Fly, Archimedes. That was the other thing I I do remember that he said that they they went to a screening of Tragedy Girls and then people had seen Patchwork and there was this little like fan club that had fly owl cat fly shirts on um, yeah 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 something like that oh. yeah I'm like I love the the deep fandom like that is great it's great I like that mm-hmm. uh cool well uh, any other kind of like goofy scenes or funny stuff that you guys loved about this movie um, there's definitely a lot of there's a lot of violence but it's not yeah. there's not a ton on screen obviously it's a low budget movie so most of the gore that we see is kind of aftermath or like mm-hmm. painted on makeup effects and stuff, off, which all looks off great. Off-screen kills kind of deal, like hitting things off yeah, camera. Yeah. But yeah, the, the the gore is awesome. The music is awesome. The pacing was awesome. Like really, really good, you know, um, how it ramped up. And like I said, that, that whole frat scene violent uh, part was probably like the... Um, yes. Uh, or the ram- the frat, frat party rampage, sorry. It was probably like the staple of this movie as far as like scene. This scene when she goes in there... Knocks on the door and she he's like no fuglies allowed and she, <laughs> typical frat stuff. And then the um, she puts on headphones and blasts some you know punk rock music and then goes in there and just to the beat of everything it just like just destroys them and I was like loving it every minute of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. A lot of fun. A lot of yeah. fun. Well written, man. That, that, yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Br- yeah. It's like Good dialogue brilliant comedy. in a way. Like you're sitting there going, how freaking cool this is working this it's actually working in this little drama kind of thing going off you know with uh especially the camera work how they did where they showed um the frankenstein girl because i don't know if they she had like a name if it, was, if it was just jennifer or whatever i know that's what the main actress who was controlling her but that whole scene when we're watching her walk around you know eating and doing things but then you had that inner dialogue and how it went back and forth and it's just like I don't know. It, it was something that was very smart about the film. And it shouldn't yeah, be yeah. surprising because I, I think that you guys both said you preferred this to Tragedy Girls. I'm uh, I'm yes. Okay. Yes. I, I'm really high on Tragedy Girls. And from where I sit, 
I I think that he only improved. Like what, what you can see with his writing, yeah. like the dialogue mm-hmm. and the writing is yeah. really good here. But I think what he did with Tragedy Girls, he, he even built upon that in that movie. Yes. So I'm not surprised that um that it's sure. the same guy because he, he wrote and directed both films. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. It's I'm excited to see what he does next. Uh, he exactly. He yeah. Has Definitely a gift. one to watch. Yes. Yeah. He writes Absolutely. he writes female characters well, which. Not yeah. everybody can mm-hmm. do that, which actually, it, it's funny that I talked about May earlier because that director, Lucky McGee, is another one who primarily writes female characters and, and does it well. So yes, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm tell, I bet he is an influence on them because, you know, it, yeah, there's could similarities. Be, yeah, could be, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, check out May. Uh, I'll say it again. <laughs> Will do. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's great. You know what? Wait till October. It, it, it's a great October movie. It's, it's Halloween. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So there you go. But nice. yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this film. Uh, it was definitely better than than I thought it was going to be. And uh, the writing was cool. just was really good. Lots of nods to different movies. They had a little invisible mm-hmm, right. ma- invisible man nod with the way yes. she dressed yeah, up yeah, that yeah. one time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yep. cool. With the, even with the fedora and everything. Yes. It was it was spot on. And the dialogue yeah. was just good. Just clever dialogue. And even yeah. little things that were thrown in there when the guy was talking about how, how modern food sucks. And, and I, I agree yeah. with him. Like, he goes, if this was from the 80s, it would have tasted like this and that. And, and it's the same thing. Like <laughs> a lot of stuff that was around in the 80s that they even that's around now or that they try to bring back, it's never the same. Sure, yeah. And Garrett was playing old school Nintendo in that game. So yes. in that movie. So you gotta appreciate know, yeah. that, right? Right there. It's like I like Garrett. I like I like everything, and he's playing Castlevania, and I love it. Nice. Yeah, I was gonna say it looked like Jerry Herring's living room because what they showed he had like twelve video game consoles. <laughs> I, know Jerry, right. I know Jerry's got all those like retro gaming consoles. Yep. So. Right. I don't right. know if he has more cats or more gaming systems, but he's got them. <laughs> or more Godzilla figures. <laughs> right on. And one little Very quick cool. thing about. I've seen this in several movies, and you guys are going to think I'm crazy, mm-hmm. but you ever notice they do this in movies where when someone's about to kill someone with an axe, they drag it across the floor, and it makes that noise? <laughs> yes. Yeah, if yeah, I yeah. ever kill yeah. somebody... Or a sledgehammer or something. I'm doing yeah. that. Yeah. That's how I'm going to kill yeah. them with an axe, and I'm going to drag it across yeah. the floor, because something about that sound and that look, I just like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> All of us being horror fans, I think that's just given, that, and, and I think we would expect music, and I expect... Um, oh yeah, yeah, some sort of, uh, you know, like a floor camera following me. You know, even you would have that played out in your head, right. even in real life. Yep, that's hilarious. <laughs> I just, I just do that at work all the time. I just drag a sledgehammer across the parking awesome. lot. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I gotta go get the sledgehammer, and then I just yeah, drag it across the parking that's lot. Awesome. Pretend that I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna someone. buy an axe. I'm gonna buy an axe just so I can yeah, do yeah. that in my basement. Just for that yeah, reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just take it with you when you go on your dog walks. Yeah, honey, I'm going to go for you. a walk. Just <laughs> the neighbors will be backyard. like, uh, uh, don't talk to that guy anymore. Or, <laughs> He's dragging an axe around the neighborhood. Or the next time my wife asks me to walk the dog, I'll just grab an axe and rub yeah. it across the floor and see if she gets the message. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, there you go. Fun. All right. Well, why don't we give our final thoughts and our rating here. Um, I, I do remember saying at the time that I felt like I did like Patchwork more than Tragedy Girls, but I have watched both movies again since then. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I mean, it's hard for me to separate them. They're so close, but I do think that Tragedy Girls is the better movie for sure. Um, there's definitely just like a different direction about this one that I guess it's more, do you like the body horror or do you more like the slasher type of horror right. you know, of the two movies? So 
I, I would say they're they're both so close. Um, but I'm still gonna say that I love this movie. It's definitely a high recommend for people, and there's really not too much that I can complain about. I mean, it's it's not it's so short and and tight, and everything kind of moves by so quickly that other than the fact that you don't get a ton of on screen kills, there's nothing where you're like, oh, that was kind of clunky, or that character kind of sure. sucked, or. Um, yeah, I don't really have a lot of complaints about it. Um, the only reason I don't put it into like a top tier thing is just because it, it's kind of one of those like fun movies that just yeah. references other movies yep. and it, it, you know, it doesn't do anything extraordinary, but it does enough different to make it better than stuff that's just ordinary. So, yeah. Uh, what do you think on this yeah, one? Dave? I'm with you. I, I, I really like it a lot. Uh, it exceeded expectations. It's just a fun movie and it's, it's really well written. Uh, again, Tragedy Girls to me mm-hmm. is he he got better with that movie. I I, I really love yes. Tragedy Girls. This movie I you know I like quite a bit. So yeah, good good stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. But fun fun movie. Sure, yeah, yeah. Tragedy Girls is much more complex. You could see the advancement in his his writing and his budget, obviously too, with right. that. So sure. mm-hmm. there's a lot more complicated story to that one. And I, th- I feel like it's harder to do a slasher movie than to do a body horror movie. A good a slasher movie, right. yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Perfect. What do you think, Marco? Yeah, um, absolutely, one hundred percent fun ride. Uh, Patchwork is, and that's and that's basically like the catchphrase of it. Because again, it's it's not necessarily ultra deep, right? It's not necessarily ultra violent, but it is in in, in a way. Um, it's one of those movies like I would love to watch right around Halloween time because it get that puts you in those moods because it references everything else there reanimators and Frankensteins and everything else. And like, like Dave said, with invisible man, it's all there. And, um, it's just like, it's, you laugh, you, I mean, you actually feel for the characters, you fall in love with the characters. Um, it's just like very entertaining. Uh, I had this one. Yeah. I, I think I, when we even watch uh, tragedy goes, I was like, I know we're comparing the two always, but uh, because we're seeing the natural progression of this director, just being so good at what he does. And the writing is mm-hmm. perfect. Is that this movie was just a surprising, refreshing, fun ride movie. Like, I don't think I expected the first time I watched this, to expect to have so much fun with it. So I'm, I'm in the category right. of, I love this film, but yeah, you're right. It's not like ultra love. Oh my God. It's a staple because it's, it is what it is, right? It's, is um, uh, there's better budgeted, there's better, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, movies out there, but this is yeah, yeah. so fun. It's just, yeah, I, I do recommend this movie to a lot of people. Yeah, Perfect. it seems like it went unnoticed by, by, uh, by too many yeah. people. So, yeah, mm-hmm. got to recommend it for sure. Yep. I'm Jennifer. Who else is here? Um, hi, is it my turn? I'm Ellie. Madeline, I'm Madeline. Okay, is that, is that everybody? I want to wake up now. Far away. I want to move. Why can't I move? Same reason the rest of us can't. We're inside the same body. Like multiple personalities? No, idiot. You're attached to me. This is my body. I see. I can move my hand. Wait, the foot. I'm moving it. Will you two kindly shut up and let me take control? Why do you get to drive? Yeah. Because I'm in charge. Like hell you are. Back off. Okay, wait, guys, stop fighting, okay? You're pulling us apart. I think I just heard something. You think? Or you did? Shh. Bye. Oh, God. Whoever did this to us is still here. Okay, we, we need to go now. Don't panic. <laughs> I don't want to die. Okay, we just need some more time to figure out how this thing works. Agreed? On the count of three. One, 
Two, three. Cool. Well, I guess that will do it for this one. So, before we go, we, of course, want to say thank you to Dave. Yes, thank you, man. Oh, thank you guys, man. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and thank you for turning me on to Patchwork, because I probably would have waited, you know? Who knows when I would have got to it. Sure, yeah, cool. yeah. A lot of movies on the list that I say I'm going to get to and never do, so... Oh, you know, same, right, right. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> same yeah. Here. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of the idea with this this thing that I'm doing is like it's a mixture of stuff that I have seen or maybe I've seen it once or stuff that I want to see. Yeah. And so if I just keep making ideas for shows and I just keep picking stuff that I like or stuff right. that I want to talk about and it's it's hard to pick something for a show off the top of your head when you've never seen it and then you go into it and you're like, ah, oh, damn it, I kind of don't like this or now I got to, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. spend all this time with this movie that I don't really care about or whatever. <laughs> but this will, you know, it'll force, there's going to be some times something will come up and I'll be like, oh, that was all right, I guess. But yeah, it happens, but, uh, but still you know, part it's, of it's, it. It's, yeah. It's a fun way to establish the, the movies for the yeah. shows. And somehow they end up kind of connecting together. Like here, we kind of had to coming back from the dead themes sort mm-hmm. of on the fringe of being comedic, but also still sort of serious at the same time. They both fucked yeah. up. So they, they definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two yeah. fucked yeah, yeah, up yeah. movies. Definitely. That sums it up for real. <laughs> In the best way, though, you know. <laughs> In a good, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Absolutely. Perfect. Uh, before we go, if you want to let everyone know where to keep up with you and your shows and everything. Sure. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, well, they're all on Horrorphilia Network. Um um, Exploding Heads is also mm-hmm. on Legion, although I don't post it there nearly enough because it requires uh, a lot of work on my PC, and uh, <laughs> I'm challenged by right. time, <laughs> and I'm challenged by everything else. I don't get it out there as much, but um, <laughs> my shows can be found on you know iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere where they're playing podcasts, pretty much. They're all there, sure. but Exploding Heads, Horror Movie Podcast, and um, um, the Watsy Party Horror Show is my newest one. And the ABCs of Hidden Horror. And, and they're all easy to find. There's group pages for all of them. They all have Twitters and Instagrams and all that good stuff. And, and I'm Dave Z. Yeah, Dave yeah. Z-E-E because that's the way I had to do it on, on his Facebook. And I can be found there. So <laughs> rock and roll. Yeah, yes. thank, thanks again for having me, guys. Um, oh, God. Was oh, awesome. yeah, yeah. This was fun. Like I said, I I intended to do it sooner. What I, I was trying to figure out, you know, the thing is, like, I don't have... I don't have like a normal recording setup. Like I have basically the same thing as you. I have the Yeti mic and a laptop and a pair of earbuds. And I just, I just roll with that. And then I'm like, well, how can I record with two of us? Cause what I thought would be cool someday we'll have to yeah. do this is like to actually just do like, we'll do our own uh, TGIF 13 type thing where we'll just sit and watch a movie and, and do the commentary live together. Great, man. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good idea. But but that requires like I need a, a mixer and and portable mics and all that kind of stuff and yeah. I was trying to think of I th- I think I have a way I don't know if it'll work but like to just put our two computers next to each other and plug our mics in and then just record the same time and splice them together like we're doing now so as long as you sit further away so you're not getting each other's uh, sound in your own mic you should be fine yeah yeah put a little wall up or something. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So, so in, in other words, you stay at your house, I'll stay at my house and record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, right. Sometimes that's just easier. Yeah. But uh, no, it's it's been a long time in the works. And like I said, you and I have, have actually met before and stuff. So it was cool to get you to come on and do this with me here since you were doing it a lot longer than I was and was one of the people that I 
connected with early on in my interest in doing it. So yeah, thanks cool. again. It's always always thanks good for again. me. And, uh, we got to get you guys on our show. We we almost had you the one time, Paul, and then something something happened. Yeah, but we because uh, you know. Right. Yeah. It's just you know, it's it's one Not of those easy. things. If you don't if you don't plan it out right. ahead of time, then you're like, oh, and, and a week from now, great. Like, yep. you know, that's but hey, we're is, not but, going anywhere. We'll, there'll, uh, there'll be more stuff for all of us to do together. Yeah. I'm sure. There you go. Definitely, you know? definitely, perfect. So I guess uh, what's up for us? We, uh, as far as for this show, I'm not sure. Over the next, we have like one more recording scheduled, and then we might be like a little bit of a of of a lesser flow of shows until we get into October because yeah. throughout. September, um, I have all these recordings scheduled to do some cool stuff for Halloween shows. So once all that pans out, then we'll we'll have a ton of stuff in, in Halloween season in October for everybody. Uh, but we do at least have one more show after this one before then. And who knows, maybe we'll sneak one more in there before then. I'm sure we will. If something comes up. So. <laughs> I'm sure we will. Nice. Yeah. But if if not, you know, there's always plenty to listen to. And yeah. in the meantime, you can also keep up with our network friends on the Legion Podcast Network and also on the Raw Live and Unedited Podcast Network. And we are also a part of the Padded Room Podcast Network. So if you, you know, follow those and you're waiting for one of our shows, then just check out someone else's show that comes up on there. And uh, I think that will probably do it for tonight. So thank you again, Dave. Oh. Thank you. And thank you. Oh, no problem. Thank you, Marco. You're welcome. I'm, yeah, this and is great. We will see everybody next time. Peace.